0: All right, we are live right now in Indiantown, Florida, Martin County, God's country, at a place that has some somewhat mythical qualities in my mind, the ranch of one of my favorite dudes really on the planet, a guy that I've known for a long time, a dude that in my mind no one in the world could be more of a Florida man. No one really has more hands-on experience with just every day out in it with some wild animals, some of the craziest creatures there is. And someone who I've been lucky enough to be friends with for a long time now, through sure. ups, downs, everything. We've seen it all. We're here today. Where is a special day. Because we've done a lot of stuff. we got pythons before. We've been out in the middle of nowhere. We've gotten hogs with a rifle, hogs with our hands, chameleons, iguanas, everything. But we never done a podcast. Yeah. And this is something that I'm very excited to do. Trapper Mike Kimmel also known as python cowboy how we feeling baby
1: that's it quite the intro quite the intro dude
0: i told you i've been prepping this is a big (laughs) one for me because listen trapper mike's my boy i'll be straight up with you but i'm also might be the biggest pc fan in the world all right since day one i feel like i'm like a day one python cowboy fan
1: I remember you reached out, and I mean, how many followers did I have? Dude, you had not like many. 1,600. Yeah, not many. Like
0: a 1,000. Now this yeah. guy's big time. But back then, he was just Trapper yeah, Mike. Before he it. was Trapper Mike, he was just Trapper Mike. And the thing that's crazy to me, that's a great way to intro, because I remember sitting in Barstool Sports' office, and I'm going on my phone, and every day I would have to go through the submissions for Barstool Doors and post stuff. And, and sometimes you don't know what to post, and I'm looking through, and I see this guy that dm me and it was a guy trying to catch a python not trying succeeding with the raccoon crawling all over his back <laughs> at the same time and i'm looking at this i almost at first i'm like is this real like what where is this happening is this on a movie set somewhere but it was just really this guy and i wrote back i'm like dude what the fuck like this is crazy <laughs> and he was like you got to come down here and python hunt with me sometime i'm like and to be fair this was yeah. 2018 People weren't really like you popularized it a ton like it was going on, but this was kind of right at the beginning of when people knew what that was. And I didn't really know what to expect. And I was like, yeah, we got to get this done somehow. And I was there a month later. And so Python Cowboys like, dude, meet me at Dade Corners gas station, which you can Google it. It's in the middle of nowhere, right by the casino Mm -hmm. on the edge of the glades. And I showed up. I had a little too much to drink the night before. And me and my were boys, Ricky Petey, we, we were an hour late. <laughs> and I pull up, I see this giant white truck. And within about 10 minutes of us getting there, we're out and within no cell range. And he's like, hey, text anybody you need to because we're not going to have cell range for a long time. And we go to get out. We drive further in, further in.
1: We're in the left. Y'all were half worried I was going to kill you and leave you out there. You've seen the suppressed handgun. Trapper
0: Mike has this pistol on him with a suppressor. (laughs) Yeah. And my boy Freaky, I don't really care. Like, I just looked at Trapper Mike. I just thought he was sick. So I'm like, whatever happens, happens. My boy Freaky Petey's looking at me like, this guy's going to murder us. We got no cell (laughs) service. We're in the swamp. Something will eat us. So you
1: to the gators.
0: The first thing that Trapper Mike ever did for me was just not murder me which is a great way to start a friendship you're welcome thank you that was you could have easily known what ever found us
1: yeah. we had a good time though. we had a good time
0: and that day was one of the wildest days of my entire life we went straight into it oh yeah i think we had a 12 footer that day in the afternoon yeah some of the craziest things my brain had ever seen and from that day i mean i already knew i liked him but i was like this guy is wild and that was almost five and a half six years it's crazy, crazy. we're getting old
1: i I didn't realize it was that long ago. Trapper right. Mike just
0: became a dad as well. Congratulations. I
1: did. I did. Thank you. Thank you very Baby much. Baby
0: Clementine.
1: Yep. Well, new, territory, but, new territory. New uh, territory. We're we're surviving it.
0: And the other thing too is, so he just became a father of a human, but Trapper Mike, we're here on the ranch right now and tell us about like, when did you get this ranch around the same time, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe like five, six years ago or so moved out here, uh, an in Indian town. Um, and yeah, I got 20 something dogs i think i'm down to we had we had a little bit more than that but we're kind of downsizing a little bit especially since the baby right and not uh,
0: really downsizing that much he still has ten thousand animals but in comparison maybe slightly
1: a little bit yeah a little bit uh you know we got all kind of critters running around here peacocks lizards squirrels hogs hogs you never you never know every week it's something new and but that's what we like, you know, keeps it keeps it interesting for us. And I think baby Clementine oh, yeah. when she gets old enough is gonna gonna like it too.
0: Imagine this place to to grow up and start to experience the world. She's yeah. gonna have more interactions with animals than any baby in history.
1: That's it. Which that's is what
0: we want. And the yeah. pebbles too. I don't know if you said him, did
1: you? Yeah, oh yeah. Forty five year old hundred pounds. African so-called a tortoise
0: who tries to dig his way out. He's like Shawshank Redemption. Every day <laughs> Pebbles is digging. I've seen multiple times. To- every time actually yeah. I've come back in the last year and a half, Pebbles has tried a new escape attempt. But the problem when you're a tortoise is it takes a
1: long time. He ain't the quickest. He ain't the quickest. <laughs> so
0: a lot of times Strabber Mike foils his attempts. Like yeah. it may take him three weeks to build this tunnel. And then Trevor Mike comes and puts some cement down, and he's got to start a new tunnel.
1: Yeah, he'll take all week to dig it, and I take about two minutes to fill it back in. It's but, a shame. Uh, it is it because
0: is. he's working hard.
1: He's working hard, but but he's yeah. not
0: really working smart because nah. pebbles gets foiled pretty easily. He does. He so does. was this always your goal, like, or kind of like dream when you're growing up to be like, I'm gonna have this crazy ranch someday?
1: I'm uh, not necessarily have like a crazy ranch or anything. I didn't know what the hell i wanted to do but I, I knew i wanted to work with animals and hell i like hunting and catching things so uh <laughs> it just kind of luckily taken taking me places you know i would but, say
0: you've gotten to do a bit of that in the past few for years
1: for sure but no there's never been a goal man i don't i'm just winging it i really you know You're just I mean, going yeah we're just going with it but it's it's going good
0: so going good. the thing about the ranch to explain as well Yes, there's a million animals and all this, but they all have a purpose. Everybody mm-hmm. like works on this ranch. Every dog, every even the the pigeons are being used for hunting stuff, and oh, they yeah. fly home. So, him and Allie, who we we got to give a shout out to Allie as well, yeah, yeah, a integral part of the operation they are using these dogs for hog removals everything talk about the dogs cuz they yeah. they're, they're kind of your aces
1: they are the, the dogs are you know a crucial part of the operation and they keep everything fun for me you know yeah. i'm a i'm a houndsman at heart and i like using the dogs and uh, from what i found especially with these invasive species it's it's crucial it really is um, i use them to track down catch hogs which we do on golf courses gated communities For farmers, ranchers, you know, everything kind of in between. And um, I even use the dogs to help me with iguana removals, auto. Oh Which yeah, some people have maybe seen on the internet. Uh, and
0: catfish too.
1: Catfish, yeah. Catfish is our iguana dog in training, and even Rogue is is a new one we've been training. Who
0: when I pulled up had a squirrel was ripping yeah, it around. She
1: just helped me uh, catch and remove a squirrel that was breaking into our pigeon enclosure, stealing stealing our feed.
0: If you're if you're trying um, to break into a place and you're an animal, this might be yeah, the worst a, place.
1: It's a bad move for you sure. You ain't gonna
0: get away with no. it here.
1: No. For sure. So, yeah, we took him out and Rogue helped me with that. And it is, you know, squirrels, even raccoons become a problem down here. They are native, but, um, you know, too many of them in the area. You can have health issues and different things like that. So a lot of these communities also pay me to remove those. And, um, you know, the dogs, dogs can help with everything. I've even shown how uh, my lead hog dog, Moose, helps me with the pythons now. Right. And, uh, you know, Which many is crazy. people wouldn't think that a, a dog could help find snakes. But, um, hell, he's uh, he's been the reason I found most of my snakes this year.
0: Yeah, and he's this this dog, Moose, it's hard to describe. This thing's supernatural. And Moose is a blackmouth cur.
1: Blackmouth cur, yep.
0: Who I met when he was kind of a puppy. He was very young.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And now he's, like, the veteran of the ranch. But this guy, yeah. Moose, he might as well be a human. Actually, probably that's <laughs> insulting to him because I've seen him go out in the pitch dark and and catch a hog i don't even know how he didn't run into a tree he's running probably what 20 something miles an hour straight through palmettos
1: yeah it's amazing
0: and that's like probably your number one guy
1: yeah that's my i always say my lead dog he um he's my lead hog dog and hell before Otto and the other iguana dogs he would help me with the lizards and stuff he's not much for a retriever like them but he would definitely catch one and Oh yeah, take it out if I needed to. So,
0: is there anything that you think moose couldn't catch? Like, what do you think his limit is? Like a black bear?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want him to catch something like that. Yeah, I think he's wised up from the hogs. Where if he sees something like, I've even noticed with a big rank boar hog, he'll sit there bay it up, kind of nip it on its ass, keep it in place until another dog comes in and helps him. Because he's hell, he's almost died from a hog before. Oh yeah, and uh, that's what I want my lead dog to be. I want him to be smart enough to know. Not to just rush in and get himself messed up. I got dogs that will rush in there no matter what it is. Yeah. And I got to be careful with them. But I want my league dog to to be careful. You
0: know? So for people that maybe listen to this, like I sometimes I got to remember with the podcast, mm-hmm. you got to explain. Because oh, yeah. I'm a big trapper. My I see it all day, every day. If you're on Instagram, which is like half of the world, this guy might have the most inclusive instagram of all time with like every day you're seeing what he's doing because you're always out in it that's it but if you don't know first of all follow python cowboy if you don't but so these people will call you and say traver mike we got these hogs they're ruining the golf course the entire green is screwed up so the reason is that we have invasive feral hogs down here everywhere but you can't just go out and they're very smart, so it's hard they're to catch them. They're very
1: smart. They're extremely destructive. They cost our state millions in every year. And and not only that, they, they have negative effects on our native wildlife and our native ecosystems. They destroy the landscape when they root for bugs and, and uh vegetation in the ground. Um, destroy the land like like a uh a machine came through and tilled it up.
0: It really is crazy. It
1: is. It's, it's terrible. We see it all the time out on these cattle ranches and these farms where, I mean, these ranchers, they don't know what to do after these hogs come through. It's, they can't drive on it. They can't use it for anything. The cows go out there break a leg. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. And aside from that, they're putting pressure on our native wildlife that's already struggling. So um, it's very important that we we keep them at a low level, manage them, get them out of our ecosystems and especially our neighborhoods uh, when we can. And that's why a lot of these gated communities and and golf courses do call me because it's, you know, they'll destroy people's yawns, lawns. These these old ladies, they, dude, I've had these old ladies literally crying to me. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, they they don't understand the hogs aren't going to run them down and gore them. Um, but in their mind, they, they think they are, they're scared to, to go out in their backyard. They're scared to go walk their little dog.
0: Well, the hogs are like, so they, they're they not going to gun someone down and like yeah. mess
1: them up, but you corner one, it'll fuck you up for sure. Oh, they are for some sure. of the
0: most violent, dangerous creatures. I got, in the entire I got country.
1: multiple buddies that have been sliced by hogs. I mean, I got a buddy, uh, who's, uh, Jared Busby, shout out bird dog Busby there. He's got a, a hog slice, his whole forearm. Yeah. I mean, just like gnarly. That's what Manny Puig um, told me the other day, that
0: he's wrangled everything, gators, everything, tiger sharks, makos. He's caught in my hand. The the closest he's been to getting killed was a hog slice his entire no, yeah. arm open, and he almost bled out.
1: It's no joke. So
0: they have these cutters on the side of their face that, Razor like. Razor shark. Absolutely will just. You've had, and, and this is the, the sad reality of it yeah. as well, is, like, they will cut a dog. They oh, will yeah. cut anything. And you may not think it like oh you corner them next thing you know it's one slice yeah. and you're just wide open absolutely they're wildly dangerous so a lot of these ranchers and people may not be able to go take care of them themselves
1: yeah and it's you know it's not as simple as just oh why don't you go out and use a gun or a trap uh these these hogs are smart they get trapped smart they they figure out what a trap is they stop going in them and um going out there with a rifle isn't isn't always possible um A, it takes time to go out there and hunt these things with with guns. They're not always going to be out moving around when you're out there with a gun. And uh, some of these areas, it's just not safe to use a gun. Right. So um, I'll get the... I I have my trained dogs. We go in there. They find the hog. They catch the hog. And then I'm able to go up, capture the hog. Um, And honestly, a lot of times, we keep it alive. Right. Uh, These hogs are extremely tough and resilient. You know, it's not like a domestic pig. These are feral beast of the land and probably some of the the most toughest feral beast of the land i always compare them yeah really i always compare them to to their, their uh alligators of mammals yeah alligators are very tough where i mean i've seen alligators with tails legs bottom jaws ripped off and they're still surviving just fine somehow yeah they heal over in some of the nastiest most infectious water you oh, know, yeah. On the planet. In a canal. In a dirty-ass fucking canal. Yeah. So, um, you know, the hogs are the same way. They're extremely tough. They heal very quick, resilient. Um, they're squealing, which people always are like, oh, they're they're in so much pain. Um, I'm sure it don't feel good when the dogs catch it, but that squealing is a defense mechanism. These hogs fight each other in the woods every day. When we catch these hogs, they're scarred up head-to-toe usually. They actually develop shields in their back and neck from, um, it's like cartilage from where hogs have been fighting each other. Crazy, hogs. yeah. Uh, they fight so much, they build up a shield. So, um, you know, these dogs catching these hogs is just another day in the wood for, woods for these hogs. Um, I worry a lot more about my dogs, obviously, because these hogs, they got knives sticking out of their face that are razor sharp. Um, they'll actually sit there and, and chomp, and they, what they're doing when they're chomping is they're sharpening their bottom teeth on, on their sh- top teeth. That's crazy. It's getting them nice and sharp to slice your ass open. That's wild. So, um, you know, the dogs, they wear protective gear. Um, yeah, the big you know, vests
0: like Kevlar almost, yep, right?
1: Yeah, Kevlar, um, stab proof and, uh, you know, keeps the dogs safe. But at the same time, you know, we, we do everything we can to get to our dogs as quick as we can because you know our dogs are everything to us we don't want them sitting there fighting too long getting hurt or and even hurting like a kid even, you know oh, absolutely or this this even guy, hurting or
0: Mike either. I think it, like the last thing on earth I would ever do is mess with your dog this yeah. guy My that's like his everything. might as well be his children you yeah, know absolutely. so it's that I think that bond so I went out we were filming Bar Doors season three this episode never came out sadly mm-hmm. maybe someday who knows yeah. but the thing I was amazed by too so we go out we're out in the middle of the palmettos. It's like a crazy, it's a wild environment. It's like the
1: Florida jungle. Basically.
0: It really is the jungle. Yeah. And I remember the, the two of the biggest things that stuck out to me, the intelligence of these dogs. We were probably, I don't even know, half mile, a mile, maybe downwind. And they started going crazy on the buggy. Actually, this buggy, yeah. one, or no, it was a different I buggy. I
1: think, it, yeah, it was a different one.
0: Yeah, but either way, this same exact type of thing, they're on the top of it, we're going through the swamp. And they start going crazy, and I'm like, no way. Like, I'm looking everywhere. You can't see <laughs> anything, and he's like, they smell them. And I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't doubting it, but I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, the do- we get around the bend, and sure enough, there's hogs way across the swamp. And not only their intelligence for that, the way that they interacted with you, like Mike will be like talking to them with, or not even within earshot, buzz them one time, mm-hmm. and they come back or they know what to do. With their collars, they'll have like, communication so if they get two buzzes they might come back he, he knows how to talk to them through the thing when you see them operate it's almost like a team that's like completely on headsets or something it's crazy
1: yeah yeah that's it for sure it's uh we have a lot of experience working with each other and i mean it is with the new technology we have uh with the garmin tracking collars and um you can stimulate tone shock them if you need to which it's actually very important especially when running them um on game uh, it's actually Florida state law now that if you're on public land hunting with your dogs, you need to have these collars on
0: because they might get too near a highway or exactly. gators or something, and he can call them back. It's crazy. Yeah. The or way- if they
1: get on an animal that you know you don't you're, you don't want to hunt, or hell, in that season you're not allowed to be hunting, you need to be able to correct your dogs. Which right. thankfully, my dogs, we've worked with them enough where they they very very rarely get on anything they're not supposed to um the only exceptions maybe if they come across something they've never seen you know right florida you never know you never know (laughs) we went out we were seeing
0: all sorts of stuff especially in the night vision i'm like you don't know where you're at it's crazy i saw stuff today i was driving here to see emus on the side of the road like in the in the ranches and stuff Yeah, yeah i've driven through i think it was like uh there's ostriches. Like, there will be random places yeah, we where something— we got zebras
1: out here, all kind of stuff. And you
0: never know if something gets out of someone's land and you're hunting it.
1: It's happened and many times. And moose might be on a zebra, so you never know. It's happened many times, yeah. And That's think, why uh, out here in Okeechobee, we, we got red stag roaming around. We got axis, bucks, axis deer roaming around. Yeah. And it is from these game ranches where they, they get loose or hurricanes, whatever.
0: And it's just Florida, man. Like it's they Florida. You don't know what's going to happen in Florida. So the other thing I think that's cool, too, is like— for you, right? Every everyone has dogs in the world across the whole world. It's like dogs can be living in Manhattan and someone's apartment, like riding in their purse. These aren't really like dogs in that sense. They're 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 working dogs, and it's very different.
1: I always say my dogs work harder than a lot of humans I see out there yeah. these days. You know, they do. They they earn their keep. Um, I mean all of them all of them they really do even, like they
0: want to be out there like when he leaves them at home
1: they're like pissed oh yeah yeah they're the ones that get left which i cycle through them i like everyone to have their chance i don't want a dog just sitting in a kit ken- in a kennel um or sitting in a house to me that's that's animal cruelty so we try to give them as much out uh field time as we can and uh yeah they they want to go big time i mean yeah. that, that's what they live for that's absolutely what they live for and uh, i mean hell even the the tortoise has a job, you know, or oh, yeah. Fat Boy the lizard. I take him with I forgot me. Forgot about
0: him. We didn't even talk about Fat Boy.
1: Yeah, I just, really just took a, a Fat Boy, which he's a white throat monitor. I caught in Hope Sound. Um, he's huge, he's about six foot long. I just took him to a, a bachelorette party. I saw that. Yeah. What the
0: hell was going on with that? Trapper Mike's doing <laughs> Yeah, doing party. it all,
1: son. Listen, I yeah. didn't really
0: think when I made you be getting into that, but you never know what Trapper Mike might get into. What happened at hey, the bachelorette you know, party? The, the
1: money's right. I'm there. So. Uh, dude, I mean, how did that, like, how'd they even come in contact with
0: you? That's kind of not in the job description yeah,
1: normally, Yeah, so, um, uh... It was an email we got to to uh, the email I normally get where I, I book, like, guided hunts and stuff, which <laughs> pythoncowboyhunts at gmail.com, by the way.
0: This guy's booked up every day, um, so you got
1: to book him up, man. Yeah, book, book quick. But, yeah, so they sent an email to that, and, you know, I got um, a buddy's sister, Chris. Who I don't know if you met Chris. We I think uh, I when did. When we went hog hunting, it was his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him. So his sister answers all my emails and helps me with everything kind of now. And uh, she called me up. She's like, I got... I got a good one for you, <laughs> and we always get some weird emails, you know. But this was definitely up there. It's a uh, a group of uh, well, it's a bachelorette party, a group of girls that they wanted me to bring my snake <laughs> to to the bachelorette party.
0: And listen, Trapper Mike's so, got a
1: lot of fans. That could mean anything. That could mean anything. Um, you know, they they wanted a snake. They didn't. They weren't asking for anything suspicious. You know. But uh, uh, they did have tip tip money ready. They did have a bunch of ones, so, you know.
0: Was it Daytona
1: who got the call? Yeah, yeah. We took Daytona, I took uh, Fat Boy, and I took a couple little smaller ball pythons i have
0: was there any sort of tipping and going on uh, on daytona
1: like with the g-string like getting tucked <laughs> yeah. in there like what was the scene i kept a close eye i kept a close eye what was Allie's response when this email comes through yeah Allie was ally was okay with it but you know she uh she said don't let me catch you doing anything funny her, <laughs> her and clementine would have put the old x on me trevor there. mike
0: see, he's a, a changed man now he's a father that's you know it. it's that's like it. he can't be yeah. going
1: doing crazy stuff that's it you ever get crazy dms I do, I do. I get all kind of stuff.
0: What's like the wild? Because I always see, back when I first met you, Trevor Mike would post, I'm doing research. I'm (laughs) going to be like like a snakeskin thong or something. I feel like the cross section between bad boy python hunter and some of the the wilder side of things isn't that far apart.
1: I've gotten some some funny DMs, some funny pictures and videos even. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a couple that, I mean – every week every couple days it's just nonstop.
0: oh they're it's, persistent
1: oh persistent it's not like i respond like here and there where i'm going through my dms i'm just clicking yeah. and sometimes i will actually open and i'm like oh here we go again right, it's right. gonna fire up you know that's wild and uh yeah i guess you know it it's not anything like that great to look at if I'm that being, is
0: the problem a lot so, um, of times when you get crazy dms it's not the one it's that not you want.
1: what you really want you know everyone at home like oh that sounds awesome like it's,
0: I know it's, it's kind of like
1: it's more funny for me to like send to my buddies kind of thing
0: right you know, oh yeah that's it's a it. screenshot and that's yeah. it but you know what? that is kind of the I don't know the paradox of the internet where it's like yeah. the stuff that's you get sent to you yeah, a lot of ain't. times it ain't the ones you want it ain't. It ain't. and then the ones it you ain't want ain't in high demand ain't getting sent to you <laughs> yeah. but I don't know I'm sure some people like I'm sure Justin Bieber is getting good ones but when you're yeah, like guys like us trapper mike and yeah. me we we like animals it's like it's mm. got to be a special breed to be sending those yeah, like yeah you never yeah. know
1: special type of woman for sure <laughs> special so, sometimes a special type of dude unfortunately oh
0: you know what i've had that too it's always a, a weird experience i, I mean think
1: maybe because it's what sticks out in my mind was the first time i really made the news yeah is when i got it on facebook yeah and it's like you know some dude asking about my snake and you know it's like dude what is wrong with you, you go on his profile it's like some dude with kids married yeah. and like it's like you,
0: you know what's know. funny remember when weird. me and you very weird me and mike did a video during covid we went out and i had i was in my underwear catching the python when i let it bite me <laughs> that one i got a lot of weird <laughs> messages about people being like oh i love the snake and i didn't see that coming it makes you think twice about yeah. it because yeah. I gotta be honest. I wasn't really prepared for that. Yeah, it's weird. And it was just kind of one of those things. And also, listen, I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that's a fan in any way. But I just, but I didn't really know what to say because I'm like, man, I don't got much for you. But like, I got a lot for you, just not for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not I mean to for say it you. like that. Yeah. Like when you go. So the other thing you're gonna say about Fat Boy and all that, all these animals, you'll go take them out in public. Mm-hmm for like education so someone can see invasive certain animals not all of them i got some
1: that i can't bring you know they're right they're a little too wild
0: but like when you go out in public there's got to be some crazy interactions too like what's the craziest thing because i remember when you'd be out catching stuff in a neighborhood you get crazy karens and people all the time
1: yeah yeah i mean i've i have it on video i got a karen telling me she wants to kill my kids she goes, Was this pre Clementine? This pre Clementine. So, so it, it didn't, it didn't less, fire me up that much. It didn't hit the same, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just, it always seems like with a lot of these animal rights people, that's where they go is, I don't know why. They want to talk about your kids or like hurting people. And it's just like, you know, you, you don't need to go there. Like, I'm cleaning up the ecosystem. Ask me why I'm doing it. Don't ask me, you know, if I have kids because you want to take them the F out.
0: That's crazy.
1: Crazy, right? That, that lady actually, um, She then made a post on Facebook. No way. With my picture, and, like, I was on Guided Hunt. We had some people with us.
0: Kind of good PR.
1: (laughs) People might have seen that, been like, hey, this looks fun. The title was, look at these murderers. (laughs) And it's like, lady, you literally just said you want to kill my kids.
0: Well, it takes one to know one. Maybe she was
1: like, I'm going to kill us, but, like, you know. It's it's pretty – pretty i don't know how how their brains you know work like that so
0: like a lot of times if you're in a neighborhood or something what's your way to like de-escalate that because it's got to be tough in the moment
1: it is you know and and man i feel like some days it's like i just don't got the patience for it you know but it is you want to kind of i do my best not to let them piss me off and and just kind of tell them what i'm doing the best i can um explain through their yelling that you know it's an invasive species it's bad for our ecosystem our native wildlife I'm literally just doing my job. You know, enjoy your day. Don't let me ruin your day. Right. And uh, they usually call the cops after that. And then the cops will usually tell them exactly what I told them. And, right. And that's when they really get pissed off. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to get some kind of result from and they, and they don't get it. Uh, so, so the
0: other thing, too, just to explain, if, if someone's like, okay, what's going on? Some of this, you have... Like a permit to do everything you're doing. Like no one, you shouldn't just go out there and start shooting stuff. That's a very separate thing too, because then people might have a right to be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. But Mike is different. This is what you do for a living.
1: I'm operating in areas where I'm hired, where I'm permitted. Um, right. Yeah. Someone's asked me to come out there. Usually the city or the or the property owner, and you know, a lot of times it's a city park where there's just a park goer that sees it and. They don't like what they see, right? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of comes with it, you know. Anytime people see you doing anything with animals, they they want to get upset. And I feel like a lot of time, a lot of times these days, a lot of these people, they just want to get upset no matter what you're doing, right? I've been out there with uh, a group of high school kids, taking videos and pictures at this park of iguanas, yeah, um, for a school project. And I had some lady yelling at me for that, you know, right? So uh, it's just Some people are miserable and want something to complain about.
0: Yeah, which is is never going to go away. No. Probably
1: is only increasing.
0: But the thing I think that's interesting too is since you've kind of – I mean there's a lot of people doing it, so it's not just you, but it's like you're a huge face and name in all this. As you've rose to fame and prominence, I feel like there's been a lot more random people that see what you're doing and want to go do it. Does that make your job harder at all?
1: Yeah, big time. Uh, big time. I've been out uh on the canal doing my job and I got a homeowner coming out screaming at me because the day before someone shot his window out. And it's like, buddy, that wasn't me. You know, first of all, I'm not shooting him in people's yards. That's against right. the law. Um, I'm shooting him in areas where I'm permitted through the city. And, um, you know. There's people out there shooting iguanas, leaving them lie, letting them rot.
0: Oh, I saw – I was in West Palm recently. I went in a canal. There had to be 15 dead iguanas just laying there, belly up shot. I'm like – It's terrible. And I could see where. So, like, it's tough too because some of these people might be pissed that the iguanas are eating their gardens or whatever. But then if they get their windows shot out, out, I could see why someone who doesn't know what's going on, it makes your job tougher because people are being reckless. Or if you saw 15 dead iguanas, someone who may not know – And a lot of people, too, move to Florida and don't know that they're uh, invasive.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of -of out-of-towners that, you know, snowbirds down here that that you can tell they got some New York accent or something. Yeah. And it is. They don't know. And, you know, I want to explain it to them, and hopefully they, they listen, but not always.
0: It's tough. So when it comes to invasive species, there's a trillion million in Florida. They're everywhere. Some of these canals and things, nights that I've gone out with you, there's... We've seen dozens in the same yeah. night, the walking catfish, the Asian catfish, all the stuff. But nothing to me quite captures people's attention and excitement like the Burmese python, which is how we mm-hmm. came to be, as we were talking about earlier, how we met. And honestly, out of everything you do, I, I mean, I'm a fan of everything. But the python, there's something about it. I think it's one of the coolest animals. It's bittersweet because it's not supposed to be here and it's yeah. from Asia But damn, if that's not a cool, cool oh yeah!
1: I always say, you know, younger me when I was a kid looking, looking now, it's like a dream come true having all these exotic reptiles in in Florida. But it's obviously not a good thing. I don't want people to think I'm happy about it by any means. Right. Um. But there could be worse situations for me. You know, it, it works out well for me. Um. But yeah, the the Burmese python, it's a big crazy serpent that you would never think would be in the united states at all like
0: beautiful looking too beautiful
1: absolutely beautiful um man when i catch them big 16 footers i I hate to kill them i really do they're they're beautiful um big impressive animals but uh unfortunately they got to go
0: so how did you get into that originally like so when i met you you were already catching them like how did you become the python cowboy
1: Well, I was uh, hitting the iguanas really hard. I would say I was more the iguana cowboy at the time. To start. To start, yep. And then um, actually on an iguana removal, an FWC officer mentioned to me about the python program coming up. How the state was looking for professionals to hire to remove these snakes. And he thought it would be really good for it. Um, At the time, man, to be honest with you, I kind of thought the whole python thing was a bit of like a bunch of state bullshit. Really? You know, I really thought it was people over exaggerating. Um, I knew people that hunted down there all the time. I hunted down there and we just never seen them. You know, because they are insanely hard to see. They are. um, Even when you know they're there, they're hard to find. And not only that, but you got to hunt for them like at night. You know, you got to cover a lot of ground on these roadways that none of us had any reason to go on. Right. So, um, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll apply for it, see what happens. I applied for it. I was one of the first 25 hired. And um, I said, screw it. Let me go down there and kind of try it. And for the first month, maybe two months, I was killing myself, not catching shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, just killing myself. But I was hunting it like a deer or a hawk. Um, You know, I I knew kind of how to hunt snakes and stuff on roadways a little bit. But I just felt like the pythons were going to be out there looking for big game. So I was just beating down these trails and uh, out in the middle of the Everglades, out in the middle of the swamp. And uh I wasn't finding shit. And Getting, it's some
0: of the most unforgiving area oh yeah, in the whole yeah. country. Like it's yeah. it's remote. There's bugs everywhere. It's nasty. It's it's Allie wet. would
1: go down there with me and we would kill ourselves all day on these trails. Walking, walking, macheteing, fucking swimming, everything. Yeah. And um I mean so much so that I always tell this one story, which I can get a little sidetracked now.
0: No, it's good. But, I, I know uh, what you're gonna I love the story. Go on.
1: Uh we're I'm camping out there in a tent. Just hunting pythons day and night, day and night. She's down there with me, and I actually have a little raccoon rescue with me, Buddy the Coon, the one that would sit on my shoulders when I would catch them just kind of how
0: we met. Shout out to Buddy the yeah, Coon, because yeah. who knows, if, if not for Buddy, who knows if I would That's ever it. see Yeah, Yeah,
1: he's the he's the hooker. Everybody yeah. sees him, and they're interested. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're down there. We're in our tent after a few days of killing ourselves, and, you know, we're wore the hell out. Allie actually wakes up in the middle of night, Cramping, like her whole body locked up from just like going too hard, you know, not drinking enough water, not having enough vitamins, everything like that. And so much so, we're she's like on the verge of crying, dude. She's hurting so bad,
0: and there's nowhere to go. You don't just no. go. like We're just in the, the middle of the so You yeah. just gotta
1: you gotta stick through it. And there ain't no like running to the kitchen and grabbing a banana, you know.
0: And to be fair, also <laughs> Allie is like Super maybe tough. one of the toughest Super people tough. I've ever met in my life. For sure, her dad. Yeah. Go kart Ricky Go-Kart as well, Ricky. Yeah. a legend. So this isn't someone who like Trapper Mike brought from Met in the city and was like, yeah. "Come out and hunt with me." She's tougher than anyone you know. Yeah, so just this it is... ain't
1: some mud cricket or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, she's like audibly like in pain, crying out, and I got this little raccoon in there too, and um, I hear next to my head on the outside of the tent. Like the most devilish sounding growl I've ever heard. I thought it was a big, a big bull gator. Um, so turned he, out to be a panther, but um, we got something we, we might be under attack
0: right now. I don't know what in the middle of Travis <laughs> Mike's story, we might be like getting bombed. Right <laughs>
1: now. That's right, Black Hawk down. What is that, Chopper? Yeah, we got um saworski or whatever it is oh, over here the cool. big helicopter manufacturer i want to
0: make sure people can hear it my back because that was loud that was loud so anyways you're you're in the tent Allie's. so hurting. we're in
1: the tent i got a panther growling at us circling the tent growling you know which is it was pretty pretty crazy um but that goes to show you know Allie's literally crying from from us just killing ourselves in the swamp all day so i'll say a little sidetrack but Yeah. Um, So
0: do you you think the panther heard it and was like, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The panther heard it, probably the smell of the raccoon and decided to investigate. it. what was the sound like? I think it might have been two of them. Um, Hard to say. The reason I think it was two is just because I would hear it on one side of the tent. Then I would hear it on the other side, back and forth. And, you know, they they walk quiet where I wouldn't maybe hear footsteps. But just how like quickly it would be, um, it kind of seemed like there was maybe a pair of them. And that'll
0: raise the hair on the back of your neck. Oh,
1: yeah, because yeah. Because a
0: panther, you don't get a second chance. No,
1: I, I that happened to me twice. And I, I stopped camping in the tent after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, most people would have stopped after the first time. What's uh, that
1: noise like? What do you mean a devilish noise? Dude, it was it was so low and like... that. It's like the best explanation, like just the devil fucking whispering in your ear, dude. So low that I, it wasn't like when I first heard it, it's like that's a panther. It was like... What the fuck is that? Like, yeah. is that a skunk ate? Yeah. Is that a... It's got to be a big bull gator. Um, and then I bust down my tent with my shotgun and spotlight. And there's nothing there, dude. Nothing. Dude, that's crazy. And nothing. the second
0: that that Panther even, like, you moved an inch, it was probably, like, yeah. 80 feet. Or, like, they're yeah. they're so... They're, like, supernatural with their ability yeah. to sense stuff. They are. So, what was, like... You're in the middle of nowhere. And even you, who's used to this. Like, Trapper Mike's the last guy who's going to be scared of the dark. But you had to be a little bit yeah it ain't a
1: good feeling i think for sure you didn't sleep the rest that night i was happy i just had like Allie or you know someone else there with me you know Um, imagine trying to tell that
0: story if you were by yourself
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: that's scary yeah so tell me i remember one of the the stories that's one of my favorite things when you guys got lost not favorite i'm not happy this happened to you but like talk about when the airboat broke down
1: yeah yeah uh out in the middle of the Everglades, I think we we got stuck. It was a buddy's airboat, and uh, my buddy um, Patty may have had a little too much to drink, Habits. and uh, he was out there, you know, cowboying it a little bit. Got stuck, and um, man, we worked for like two hours, hour and a half, getting ourselves unstuck. And you know, this is this is us out in the swamp manhandling this airboat back and forth pushing it we're in sawgrass that's twice as tall as us so you don't know where you are oh no dude you're you're in a maze not even a maze you're just in the middle of sawgrass and you're just cutting your own trails it's brutal
0: and you could be going in the <clears throat> wrong direction which is wrong direction. death it's, if you're you and know it's what just mean?
1: boiling hot in there you know we had, we had no business to be in there gators, <clears throat> we were snake everywhere. hunting yeah but snake there could
0: hunting. be gators there could be anything
1: no there's all kind of stuff in there for sure yeah and, uh, you know, so we bust ass getting this thing unstuck. Start getting it finally to a trail where we can, like, start going again. Because we're just pushing it at this point. But the whole time we're pushing it, we're running that motor fucking, just gunning it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. We burned through all of our gas. All of it. Oof. Out what, of gas at this point.
0: And what's, that, and what's that moment like when it goes, you're like, oh, shit.
1: Well, what was real bad about it was the whole time we were doing that which we knew we were but that we had to get ourselves to this trail we're working further away from like the levee so we're just going further and further out in the swamp and then yeah we lose we lose gas and we have no more gas and that's when we realize we're totally fucked we gotta like swim swim which is is not what you want to do no you don't like you don't even want
0: to be in the airboat going the (laughs) wrong way you definitely don't want to be swimming not knowing where to go
1: so we got, we got to leave the airboat, you know, um, there's nothing you can do. You don't want to just spend the night out there because the next day you're just in the same in the position same spot with less food, less yeah, water. Yeah, And nobody's really running out there really like that. So, um, we start, I know where the levee is for the most part. I got spotty reception on my phone. I know when I get close enough, I'll start to get reception. Um, didn't have a G my GPS. <clears throat> And, uh, we start working our way towards there. And I mean, it's, you know, hours and hours. Um, we got sawgrass, which if you guys don't know sawgrass, when it brushes up against you, it cuts you like it's, it's razor sharp.
0: Razor. And it's also endless. Like there's a thousand, endless. it's like everywhere. So it's not like you just got to avoid one thing. Yeah, it's, it's all around. It's
1: just everything so i'm i'm in front with my shotgun laying down sawgrass i mean my hands are just covered in blood i'm covered in blood you know burning it's terrible uh we got gators moccasins all that fun stuff out there but it really is just us getting dehydrated and and um getting wore out exhausted because it's not like you're just walking you're you're cutting trails through this shit with a shotgun
0: like you're tramping too yeah, it's not it's, like you're just walking through a field it's like you can't even really step the right it's way. it's
1: like you're like running through tires at like football training camp or right. something the whole time the whole know? time it's brutal it's brutal <clears throat> and um you know you can't drink the water right because the water's water will fuck you up water make you sick it ain't, it ain't the best quality water um, So we're working our way through this. We're dying and dying. I want to say it's like eight hours before we finally get to the damn levee, you know, morning time. And uh, it was definitely probably one of the closer calls to us, like, you know, really being in a bad situation. By the end of it, my legs like ain't working. I got to take a few steps and stop. We're all super lightheaded. My main worries was that someone was going to black out. And then it's like, I ain't gonna yeah, be able yeah. to carry you. you That's know.
0: big toast. No, You're you can't dumb, carry carry You can bear it's hard enough to walk.
1: Yeah. So it so was what was that moment was like
0: when you got to the levee?
1: Oh, dude, we're laying on the levee, kissing the levee, so happy. And uh actually where we came on the levee was not too far from my truck, too. No way. So we got went down by my truck, got us a bunch of water, slept in the truck, and then later that day we, we worried about getting the airboat, which we got a buddy uh with the big bat badass tour boat to take us out there with you a little bit like, like,
0: man, I don't want to go back out in there.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, we were anxious to get that thing out of there. Yeah, we were, it was like, you know, We were wondering how we were gonna do it, how easy it was gonna go. Was like, let's get this the f over with.
0: That's that's crazy though. Out of all the bad luck that you popped out, kind of by the truck.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes the swamp provides. provides. You know what I'm saying? That's it. The swamp was looking out.
0: That's crazy. So that was one of the first things that I remember. Those stories that you told me about being stuck in the airboat, and I mean, obviously the other one as well is like one of those things that I feel like I almost have seen the movie because I've imagined it with the with the panthers. Oh yeah. But one of the things that I think captured my imagination the first time that we went out, that is just something that you cannot find in other places in this country on earth. Talk about when you're way back out in the swamp and the first time you found those like satanic ritual, like devil stuff, because let me just say this before Mike even talks. You're so far out there. Like I'm from Missouri, right? And I've been out in the sticks in Missouri and I've been out in the woods and that's one thing and it's fun. There's something to be said about the Everglades like when there's no cell service mm-hmm. and there's no people for hours and hours. Like yeah. it's a swan, it's a true place that like nobody goes. Well, well, almost nobody. Almost. So yeah. that
1: that's what that's what makes the Everglades so unique is you have Miami and Fort Lauderdale right on the edge of it. Okay. Um and you know, Miami's known for you know I don't want to offend anybody but no,
0: but you know it's a big My, city, it's there's a, big, a lot of it's different It's a big stuff. city
1: with a lot of different stuff and um as you know, as far as as Florida goes, you know, Miami's kinda of more crime and things like that. Right. Um more different individuals, different um religions and view types. You know what I mean? Right. And it's very packed in cultures and it's, and, uh, packed cultures, and it's so, all packed in. And um then you have the Everglades right on the edge of it, which is 1.5 million acres of impenetrable swamp That where no
0: one is checking on or no, no one's checking
1: like... on, and things can disappear very easily, right? Or you can go out there and do stuff that you can't do in Miami, right? And people go out there and do it for sure. Um, I found all kinds of stuff out there. I found you know dead dogs and trash bags fresh off of dog fights. Oof. I found uh, vehicles dumped from cr- crimes still running. running out there for three days till it ran out of gas It was like crazy stuff you know
0: which you don't want to know Um, like when you think about where that was before that
1: yeah so um yeah uh, i've come across different satanic rituals santeria voodoo all that kind of stuff but the one that really stuck out was the one that made the news and the police investigated and that was when i found um all that satanic stuff and it was a big satanic ritual is what it was and sacrifice um at aerojet uh, so, which, so you're
0: just out by yourself.
1: Which Aerojet, to for people that don't know, Aerojet is a it's an abandoned space rocket facility in the middle of the Everglades.
0: I think one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That was like our second time we ever hung yeah. out. Mike took me back to this place. There is a gigantic rocket. Like I'm not saying space like, rocket. Like I'm not talking about oh like look at this model. No, this literally yeah. was like a real rocket in a silo.
1: In a missile silo in the ground, two hundred foot missile silo in the ground in the middle of the Everglades with a abandoned complex around it, and people used to live out there and work out there during the Cold War. I mean, it's it's like a city, you know? Yeah. What I mean? So
0: they the whole story, which is crazy, because I afterwards I went and looked it up and it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Aerojet they were tasked with making solid rocket fuel. Yep. So when they were doing the space race and everything that was going on with Russia and trying to put people on the moon and afterwards everything. They didn't. We didn't know what was the right thing yet. Now it's liquid fuel. I guess I'm truly the farthest thing from the rocket (laughs) science. So I don't know why I'm even acting like I know. (laughs) But Aerojet was supposed to make solid rocket fuel, which at the time could have been, you know, the government
1: was funding it, dumping money into it, big time. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it it looked like it was going to work. But it's a
0: city out there.
1: It's a city. It's straight. There's everything. But
0: then, as soon as they figured out,
1: and it's always been top secret, so it's not like real well known. You know what I mean? And as um, soon as
0: they found out it wasn't the abandoned. solid fuel, they walked away and it yeah. is as it was and what was it? fifty or 6 like 60s or something. Yes,
1: yeah, 50s or 60s. So it's
0: kind of yeah. creepy in that regard.
1: Absolutely. You it know, is, like, it's cool, man. It, it's I don't know any other places like it on the planet, you know what exact, I mean? Like, really? Especially not around here. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? No, it's it's wild. So, um, you know, now It's covered in graffiti and, you know, people go out there to kind of sightsee or people go out there to do shady shit. Right. Um, uh, You
0: can't just drive out to
1: it. No, it's behind locked gates and it's miles out there um so you know you got to really want to go out there to go out there or and, have a key
0: which you have like the permit and everything to do.
1: yeah right, right yeah right. exactly or have the key to the gate through south florida water management
0: that's how we got out
1: just just for the right yeah, we, yeah so,
0: so people think oh i'll just go out there it's dude it's like
1: you can you can walk out there bicycle out there and there's actually some fishing holes out there i wouldn't go out there at night um <laughs> especially
0: not on a bike dude
1: <laughs> and uh you know yeah but um so, yeah, we got this abandoned facility out there covering graffiti. Um nowadays it's more sightseeing or people go out there to I mean gangs go out there to do initiations. I mean homeless people go out there. There's been rapes out there, there's been murders out there, there's you name it. Um when I was out there and found the satanic ritual, it um it was spread out, man. It was it was pretty pretty intricate. It was not just like some kids doing 666 on the wall and laughing about it it was it was serious um it was during the easter moon which you know i found all this out after the fact is i guess a a hot time for satanic rituals and sacrifices and
0: (laughs) 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 that's something that not everyone has that on their calendar yeah
1: and easter i'm not uh thinking about that but uh
0: spring break of uh satanic rituals they're like this is the best time
1: yeah it's pretty crazy so you
0: were by yourself
1: no, um, I was giving a guided tour. Oh man, I was giving a guided tour. And how
0: was that? How did you explain that one? You're like, hey, yeah, so they, this they is...
1: like wanted to get the fuck out of there, but I'm me, sure. I was like, let's check this out. And
0: what did it consist of when you came out?
1: Uh, like, what did I find? Yeah, like, what um, was out yeah. So, so the first, the first thing I found that kind of was like, eh, tonight ain't gonna be a normal night, boys. Is um, it's this big rock pile, which the rock pile's been there. But on top of the rock pile was an upside-down wooden cross. Um, red upside-down crosses painted all over the rock pile. And then there is a little doll with its eyes plucked out um, at the bottom of the pile with a ash upside-down cross on its forehead. As That I, had to be the moment where you're like, oh, what's going not on? Not yet. Right? Not yet. Not yet? I'm like, well, I am. I'm like, what in the hell? I was like, I'm like, yeah, people are always doing funny shit out here. And I go and, like, pick up the doll, and it's got a a red scarlet snake. I think it was, maybe it was a corn snake. A red corn snake wrapped around its head. A, a live one. A live one, just hanging out. Yeah. And, um, which I was like, oh, shit, you know, it's kind of crazy. And as I pick it up, there's, like, a trail of blood on my hand. Dude. And I've caught a lot of snakes in my day. And I've never caught one except for this one that was bleeding out of its b-hole.
0: You're giving me the chills right now.
1: So, you know, it, the snake's this big. Don't think they were doing funny stuff with the snake. They might have been. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> it it sounds
0: like they were doing something. <laughs> the snake's
1: it, like this big. It's a little scarlet snake. But, um, yeah, so, you know, bleeding out of its b-hole. I thought that was a little weird. Snake was I, fine. I, it wasn't hurt. It was just bleeding out of its b-hole. I would say that's more than a little weird. Um, a Live snake just wrapped around the doll's head hanging there kind of weird so then i'm like oh it's kind of fucking weird and uh then like as i turn around i can see on the the asphalt there is like 50 foot a big spray paint like spray paint saying and as i'm reading i can tell it's latin that's bad and uh
0: i don't know latin really and i don't really but i can just tell you off the top if you see something written in Latin and you're in the middle of nowhere.
1: In red spray paint. You got to get out of
0: there because that's bad, dude. I don't It could have just said, welcome to the Everglades. <laughs> yeah. We're happy to have you. But you still like, that's a bad sign. I'm telling you right yeah, now. It's
1: not good. So Never
0: turns out better than you wanted when that happens.
1: I was too far out. Didn't have reception. I couldn't Google what the hell it said. I don't speak Latin. <laughs> we Latin. later translated it to, he's watching, turn around, <laughs> run, hide. Bro, you're giving me the creeps so, right now. So, good thing I didn't translate it while I was there, I guess. Thank God. Yeah, I would've been a little what scared. What would you have done if you looked up and it going. says that? We would have kept going. But, so we keep, I got a shotgun, you know, I got all the good stuff we need. I got a Bro, a, a Bible shotgun in the doesn't truck. matter
0: when we're talking about the <laughs> devil right now. He's watching you. There's snakes bleeding around. I don't know what you think you're going to do with a shotgun. That sounds like like spirits and all like I don't know we're not in the earthly realm at that point. I'm, I'm blessed by the good Lord. so That's creepy.
1: I got faith in the Lord to protect me.
0: I mean, I don't know. Whoever wrote that.
1: So it, get, it gets better. Yeah, that ain't the end of it. So we keep working our way further into the facility. And um, there's this one big building that I usually take people into when I'm doing a tour. Just because it's like a big, creepy, crazy I've building. I've been there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, it's got like this big loading dock bay. And I mean, you know, there's satanic shit or everywhere we're looking. There really is, because that's kind of classic
0: graffiti. You know, you go, yeah. oh, you well, get no, gra- no,
1: no. This is all new shit. Oh, oh, because I mean, there is. I mean, yeah, there's old shit where people have done like six six. Or, You're saying,
0: you know. the, yeah, like the high school kids. This was different. Yeah,
1: no, this was. And and keep in mind, this is a place I regularly go. So like, I could tell, like, yeah. this has happened within the neck within the last twenty four to forty eight hours. Right. Um. So. You know, I'm seeing satanic shit everywhere. we go to the main building and in the main room there's like a 50-foot pentagram spray painted. In the middle of the pentagram is a three-legged chair. I don't know why that just stuck out in my brain.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen a three-legged a chair. A
1: three-legged chair. A stool? Well, no, it's a chair with one of the legs broke off. A, three, a three-legged chair. Out of
0: all this stuff, that's one of the weirdest things.
1: <laughs> and a blood stain at the base of that chair. No, dude. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on each wall of that room, there's upside down painted crosses and like different Latin sayings. And, um, what really creeped me out more than anything was just outside that room and which people are going to make fun of me for this, just outside this room. And I didn't notice it until I felt like a doll grabbed my leg. I, I probably kicked it. I probably kicked it. But in that moment, dude, it felt like something grabbed my leg, and I looked down, and it's one of the dolls, like the one up there. Same thing. I'm Different one, I'm sure. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't know at this point. I don't know for sure at this point.
1: Grabbed my leg, and I looked down, and, you know, got his eyes plucked out the upside-down cross. With the ash. With the ash. Which is
0: creepier than, like, a marker.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, what the fuck. And when I look down, I'm kind of standing on it, it says, the omen will follow. And, dude, I, I just got chills even just saying that. And, and after talking oh, with, with a, a buddy of mine who, who's down there and who's kind of, he lives in Miami. He's more in tune to this kind of stuff. Yeah, He's like, dude, I pray to God you didn't touch anything. He's like, that, what that means right there is that the omen, the spirit, will follow you for the rest of your life. And dude, I, I'm touching dolls. I'm touching snakes bleeding out of their ass. I'm I'm getting in there, son.
0: Dude, I I'm like literally speechless. Dude, right. for
1: a couple days after that, I was like a little freaked out. Like couple you know, days.
0: How about right then?
1: Well, well, the, he didn't tell me till the next day when he seen it like on my Instagram. He's he called me. He's like, dude, I hope you didn't touch nothing. I was like, like, oh no, I I didn't touch anything. I was like, I was touching everything, dude. I was like, I brought, I brought the snake home with me, dude. No, you didn't. Yeah, is it here? Well, no, it was when I talked to him. I was down in the Everglades, sleeping in my truck, and he's like, I'm like, yeah, I got the snake in my truck. The bleeding snake. The bleeding corn snake. Yeah, because I was gonna save it for another tour, and show the people. You could tell how much I wasn't really like that worried. He's like, dude, get rid of that fucking snake. I did. I, I let it go. I was like, fuck that.
0: Well, I got to say this, dude, and I'm the biggest Trapper Mike fan in the world. I would never want you to be cursed, but you saw the first thing I probably might not have kept going. Then he kept going to the the Latin phrase, I think I would have been out. So for you to get to the pentagram thing, I'm not going to say you were asking for it because I'm not victim shaming here. I know people will be like, "I'm, I'm victim shaming Trapper Mike. But, right. dude, I think at some point—
1: I haven't had anything happen, dude. I've been nothing but blessed. The, I'm just the saying. The good Lord's got my back. I'm so, just saying. The for homing, you folks out there, don't don't let the devil and them demons scare you, son.
0: Dude, I don't know. The fact that it happened within the 48 hours before, too, I would love to know what percentage of the population on Earth would have kept going after that first thing. 5%. <laughs> I don't know if that's brave or stupid. I don't know, dude. You could have been sacrificed. Got to finish the tour, dude. You could have been
1: sacrificed, <laughs> man. So uh, yeah, I ain't done. Let me let me finish my story. You're not done, no. So, you know, we see all this stuff. We find all kind of crazy stuff. Um, you know, a, a little girl's gown stapled, what snail to, to the wall, and it says she was only nine. We sacrificed her to the devil. I'm assuming it was red spray paint, but they made it look like it was bloody. Um, Dude, how was that not in the top three of the creepiest things to start? That might be the craziest thing you've said. So, you know, all kind of shit, right? So we work our way through that. Um, I start working our way out of there. We're like, what a night, boys, right? Right we're working our way out and keep keep in mind nobody comes out here like i never i've never once in my life been out there and like there's another snake hunter or yeah. like nothing like it does, it's not even Dude, there it, was
0: no when we went out there it's like you feel like you're on another planet
1: yeah for even s- snake hunting it's not a real popular spot yeah so we're working our way out and i see on the side of the road a bouncing light like a flashlight like walking on the side of the road in the middle of the motherfucking Everglades. Um, and I'm like, that's weird, dude. I'm like, this is weird, boys. You're in the truck though. I'm in the truck. We're cruising. So I get, you know, I got my little pistol just in case.
0: The one that almost could have taken me out.
1: (laughs) That could have, but didn't. So I got my pistol in my hand, like ready. I'm cruising. I got my window down. Um, as I'm kind of getting to this flashlight, and I'm kind of starting to pass it. I hear, Mike! I'm like, oh, I'm definitely shooting this dude. Like, what is going on? And he's like, Trapper Mike! And I'm like, yeah! The kid's a little closer. I could see him better now. It's some fucking dude. Turns out, he follows my Instagram. No. He's seen I've been hunting out at Aerojet. So he decided to walk out there and try to catch some snakes. He's walking. Walking, dude. The same night? Same night. Same night. So I'm like, dude, I almost just shot your ass, first of all. Second of all, we just found some crazy shit back there. Like, you know, be careful. Did you let him in the truck or how? What? No, know? I told him what the deal was back there, and I was like, "Good luck," you know.
0: Because that's a tough one. Because number one, this guy's prime candidate to get sacrificed if he weak. Yeah, well, he,
1: he was fine. I'm not, you know. And, I don't know and, if he was fine. We just got Satan out there. Number yeah, two, but, though,
0: you don't want to let him in the truck because he might. Yeah, kill well, you. I
1: definitely ain't letting him in the truck. I don't know this dude from Adam. You know, right, what I mean? right. But at the same time, he didn't seem like he was, you know, he was fine. He's just going out snake hunting, whatever. I thought it was kind of weird. I'm like, you know, okay, you know, but w- whatever. Um, so I told him what I found back there. I'm like, you may or may not want to go back there. You know, I'm fine. I didn't die. You're, you're Okay, just be careful. Which is a
0: good point. Yeah,
1: you know, whatever. Um,
0: you should have not told him. <laughs> imagine been like dude we just found 12 pythons up in that facility man you gotta check it out he would have been shitting his pants dude we should have had you should have left the camera up
1: there. <laughs> yeah, shit. you
0: know what i mean imagine maybe uh, the, the crazy thing is i wish someone could add video of you walking up on it
1: listen we ain't done i got it's gonna get better here
0: okay so we're not done how how are we not okay
1: done? so you know good luck buddy i found some wild shit back there be careful you know let me know what you find. You know, let me know if you catch any snakes. Yeah, because he
0: knows your Instagram. He yeah, got you, know,
1: you. I, we got, you know, I always try to be friendly with people and, and what is
0: your tour group saying at this point? Let's go the
1: fuck home? Yeah, they're they're ready to go. They, they, after, like, the especially the building with, like, the, the sacrifice.
0: Dude, I think the little they, girl's dress is the creepiest by far.
1: So to give you an idea of how dumb with it they were, I'm in these buildings. They're in the truck. Yeah. At, le- at least for that one building, if my memory serves me right, they were, like, done. They kind of stayed by the truck. You
0: track. got a lot of trust in you, these random people in your tour group that they didn't drive off <laughs> without the truck, <laughs> yeah. dude. Then you're in the satanic thing with a flashlight.
1: I got keys to the gate, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, how far is it, dude? You're walking? I remember when I was out there with trevor Mike, my, my dad told me, he's like, Damn. If Trapper Mike pulled away right now, we are fucked. I, that is one thing. When you're out there, you got to trust the people you're with. Yeah, yeah. You so,
1: anyways, sorry. You're, you're in the truck. So we're in the truck. We say our goodbyes. He goes on his way. I go on my way. I talk to the dude the next day. I guess he left with left me. You know, he's walking into the the facility. I it's guess like crazy. Fifteen minutes after departing with me. He hears a bunch of gunshots back in there. Come on. Yep. Here's hears a bunch of gunshots back in there. So he turns around and he leaves. So. Oh my God, man. Was someone still out there with us? With a fucking gun?
0: The whole time. The
1: whole time. Maybe. Maybe. What do you mean maybe? I think
0: it, ha- what other?
1: Well, I didn't hear the gun. You know what I mean? It's hard, you know. But yes, yes, for sure. It, it seems so. It seems so. Seems so. And as I, as I investigated deeper into this, you know, which, you know, it took me forever to finally do the YouTube from it, the YouTube video from it. But, you know, I knew I was eventually going to do YouTube video from it. So I did like a little bit of research into it right after it happened. And dude, the more I researched, the creepier it got. That facility and the owner or the 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 founder of Aerojet um, is like a public Satanist. He, like, died in a suspected satanic ritual. And that facility out what? there has, like, a long history of, of Satanism. And, um, so
0: this wasn't, like, a random place. No. This was, like... This
1: is, yeah. Dude, this place has a satanic history, especially during Easter moon and all that shit.
0: Dude, I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight.
1: And uh, Jack Parsons, I believe is his name, the founder of Erajet, who was the public Satanist, he... Was married to this lady that he claimed he conjured from hell. That she was a uh, elemental, they say, or like a demon.
0: It's a mean it, way to talk about your wife. Yeah, <laughs> I like, imagine how many people have said I, my wife was conjured from hell. And they were That's like, mean. they
1: were big in a in a satanic rituals and what they call sex magic. Oh, hell okay, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> shout so out to this guy. So yeah, I want to meet this chick. time. So, old Mr. Sex magic and and this lady, um, did all these satanic rituals and all this shit, and I don't know if she died uh, with him in the in the suspected ritual, what? But you know what her name is? Marjorie Kimmel, which no. is which is my grandmother's name:
0: Wait a second. Yeah. Hold on. Like, like, but not your grandmother.
1: It's not. It's, I pray to God it ain't my grand. I don't think it's my grandmother. It's not my grandmother.
0: be crazy if your grandma was named Sex but Magic. it's
1: pretty wild that she's got the, this lady he, who he claims is a demon from hell that he conjured from hell. It goes by Marjorie Kimmel.
0: This is one of the... I, I've, like, talked to you about this before. I don't know if I've ever fully understood the depth of this story. Pretty wild. One of the craziest pretty things... Wild. And I kind of glad...
1: stopped researching at that point. Who knows gonna, what else? I'm
0: going to be looking it up tonight. But, yeah, but dude. so you think he was saying a devil from hell in a in a good way?
1: I don't know what he had going on. I can't but... tell if he
0: hates her or likes her because no, no, he, sex magic. No, he sounds no fun they to
1: were him. they were like yeah, they were like a team. You know, they were like me and Allie.
0: Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of start. It's almost like when you say she was a demon in the sack, he's like she was conjured <laughs> from hell. We're doing sex magic. It sounds like this
1: chick is wild. Hey, he's, yeah, old Jack, you might have it figured out, son. So <laughs> you said she's still around or no, i just kidding. I don't know what's going on. Dude, that's on crazy, that. though. Yeah, it's pretty wild.
0: Marjorie Kimmel.
1: Marjorie Kimmel.
0: I would love to get her on the podcast. We should interview <laughs> <laughs> her next, but she's going to have to pull up here in like the Hannibal Lecter, uh, you know, in the U.S. straight jacketer. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable around She's probably
1: there. dead by now. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. So I don't, so the next time you went back there, was it cleaned up or like is it still there? No, dude,
1: that shit was there for a long time. So yeah, so after all that, I reported it to South Florida Water Management District. Um and then they reported to the to the police because they felt like it was uh you know fair to fair to check so into. Police, police investigating you know they never find out shit um yeah and it, it did make the news and all that good stuff
0: dude i heard you know the guy gator boys chris mm-hmm. another dude that i i swam with gators with him in near the everglades he told me one time he was walking out of there same thing snake hunting late at night not at aerojet but deep in the everglades and someone was walking out They tried to shoot this guy in a gang, and I don't know if Chris saw this or his friend, but this is who told me the story.
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe you told me, but I'm pretty sure it was him. This guy was walking up the road. They tried to execute this guy deep in the Everglades. I don't know if it was a gang or some sort of thing, Mm -hmm. and shot his face off, but he didn't die. Mm. Like, they tried to execute him, and half his face was shot off, and he's walking up the road. Then he found him? And he walked up on <laughs> No shit. Him. This guy's just walking. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. I don't know how you survive that, but I mean, talking about in a bad, shape. bad day. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was probably doing a little snake hunting too, just as he's walking along the road. Yeah. But was yeah. probably more trying to get to a hospital. If I had to guess, I don't know. I got to ask him. <laughs> but that's crazy to me. That's the thing about the Everglades. And listen, me and you are me and you are more into the snakes and wild stuff. But it just has that element to it, it where does. you don't know what the fuck is going to happen yeah,
1: out there. You don't. And
0: that's that's it
1: I don't know say, what's gonna happen out there or what you're gonna find out there. Like it's
0: ever. And and like the craziest thing about the Everglades to me, I forgot which time. Even the first time I went out there with you, it's pretty standard stuff. Like we, we pull up, there's like 11, 12 foot gator just laying on the levee. And that mm. was crazy near that limestone yeah. place too. Yeah. There's this big like uh opening in the canal and there not not even the canal, but there's like this limestone like what was it, an old quarry or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: where they they've dug the canal out um, for for water management, basically. And there's, like, in the middle of it, there's this one area where they dug this. I don't know why they dug, like, this big hole. Yeah. Like maybe to build up the bank a little bit more. But there but, was, like, 50 gators yeah, just, just sitting, sitting there. just sitting there. Depending on the time of year, yeah, they just sitting there. And, and that was the first time.
0: And I'm walking up, and Mike's like, the other thing, too, when you go out with Trevor Mike, it's a hands-on experience. Like, I'm walking up to all these gators. And it's not the zoo. There's no <laughs> thing. It's like my frame of reference of like don't get eaten by a gator was like me deciding how close I could. I'm like, ah, I think I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's like you just kind of figure it out. But yeah, now yeah. I know. At least I'm still here. So yeah. that was crazy. But then as we went out, another time we go out, and we we saw this hare, and remember? And this snake is wrapped around its bill, and it's oh, trying yeah. to kill the snake, and the snake's biting it on the face. Yeah. And we just pulled up. Like, anything that you could imagine. National
1: Geographic.
0: You never know yeah. what you're going to see. It is truly, like, to me, the wildest place, at least in America. Yeah. I know Montana's crazy and a lot of that stuff, too, and I love all that. The desert's crazy. But the thing about Florida, to me, is because there's all these invasive species,
1: dude. And just the swamp, man. The swamp, the swamp
0: has that element yeah. to it where there's water, there's land. there's a, yeah. You could find a panther circling you. You could find a 15-foot gator. You see, could A find bear, it. even. A bear, trapper Might, and we gotta get into this in a second. The the 17 footer. There's mm-hmm. no telling what might be out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the thing to me that I think is so crazy. Because when I've been out there with you, like um aerojet, like I'm trying to think. I was about to say something else, but it's like that element of you don't know. One time we were out there, we hear stuff by the truck. Someone was canoeing in the middle of nowhere. At first, I remember Trevor Mike was like, I'm going to have to shoot someone. Like, we're coming back. <laughs> oh, this is what I was going to say. So on Aerojet, the first time I went out, I took my boy Freaky Petey. And the episode got a million views on uh, Barcelona Outdoors. 1.3 or something now. It's crazy. And this was my boy yeah. Freaky Petey. Never picked up. I took the camera from stool scenes at Barcelona out of the closet, and I snuck it down. I got this shit in the middle of the Everglades. This thing's like five grand. Loud, and Dave, and them did not definitely did not know I had this camera out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. But the episode got a million views, so fuck it. Hell yeah! The second time I went out, I went back. I was staying in the Keys with my family on Christmas break. I told my parents, "I'm like, you guys got to see this shit because it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen." I come out with my dad and my mom. My they're from Chesterfield, Missouri, and I love my dad more than anything. I wouldn't say he's on Trapper Mike's level as like a Gladesman. We'll just say that. He <laughs> likes chilling. He likes, he likes the country, but he's not yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. you know. I take them out there. It's my mom and dad. My mom is holding the camera. On the episode, they got a million views. Crazy. And it's me and Trapper I Mike. I forgot about that, man. This was yeah. crazy. So, so not only did I trust him enough to not shoot me the first time when I'm with Pete walking <laughs> back <laughs> in the parents. swamp. I said, hey, I'm bringing my mom with him. <laughs> we go out in the middle of nowhere. So we go out to Aerojet, which was insane we brought because, them the Aerojet. Oh yeah, because the craziest thing is my dad's a big space or like you know, flight and like planes and space guy. And I'm like, "Dad, we're going to go to this place, Trevor Mike said so there's this rocket." I didn't know what to expect. So this was one of the funniest things when I say Trevor Mike as a hands-on experience. So we get out before we'd seen the rocket. And my mom is holding the camera. She's 50 something years old whatever, nice lady from Missouri, but not She's in like, like she's not in like a swamp mentality. So we're walking out there. And I remember the first time we go into this facility, it's creepy. It's abandoned. And I'm sitting there and Traver Mike gets a 12 gauge out of the truck and it's like loaded. Like he gives it to me. I don't even know if the safety is on and he hands it to me. And my mom is filming me. We have this on camera and we're going to like Traver Mike had his gun. He gives it to me. We're in the middle of nowhere, and we're walking into a pitch black abandoned facility. And he was like, here you go, man. Like, uh, if you see anyone back there, like, just blast them. (laughs) Like, Like, if someone's fucking, like, if you get in a jam, here's the thing. Like, the safety's right here. And I'm looking at him. And granted, this was only my second time. Now I wouldn't even blink. But I look at him. I thought he's joking at first. We start walking back in there. He's dead serious. And I'm like, look at (laughs) I got my mom filming. I'm walking back and she's looking at me. I'm like, I think I'm like sitting here. I'm like, dude, I didn't know I was potentially going to shoot a human tonight. (laughs) Like, what are we talking about? And I asked him and he's like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, dude, if someone and true enough, dude, you never know if someone's like walking up on you or whoever was out there, the satanic ritual. Yeah. And I remember holding that shotgun walking through the dark I'm like god damn I might have to shoot someone right now that that's was it. but that's when you're out with Trevor Mike you never know.
1: We're permitted to be out there and they
0: ain't. And if and also this is the other thing too that I remember my dad telling me. You might think oh like are you guys being reckless whatever. This isn't main street. We're not in Manhattan. If someone's out there and they're going to rob you or something Mm-hmm. bro you you don't even have cell service mm-hmm. the cops don't exist out there yeah what are you a, gonna call someone it's on you excuse me um there's a creepy guy out here and i think you're it's like <laughs> literally the wild west yeah. which is one of the things about the everglades too that just has that element yeah. if someone ran up on us it's literally whatever happens happens Hell yeah and that element that's the thing about chepper mike when i say you're the real deal and i'm dude i'm not sucking your dick like <laughs> i will chirp him i do whatever but I just, I know it's the truth. Like I've been out there and it's crazy with you, man. I'm telling you, I never had a more raw experience than every time we go out together. And I appreciate, I appreciate it. That's that. That's
1: what I want it to be. That's what Because I want it's it
0: to not be. a tour experience. Yeah. It's not a tour guide where you're like going out on the airboat and you see a gator and you drive back home. No, it's like, it's real, That's bro. It. It's the realest. It ain't it the
1: same tour I give every day. It's every day something new. You,
0: you know? might see a ritual. Yeah. You might see... Like, the, the snake thing, it's like, dude, we didn't know that was going to happen. And this heron is, like, fighting a snake, biting it in the face while it's trying to whip it and kill it mm-hmm. with no warning. And then we just kept driving. <laughs> it's crazy, dude.
1: It is, man. You see some cool stuff out there. Stuff that, I mean, you got to be out there to see.
0: It, and that's the biggest thing to me is it's – and people say this all the time. It's just an accumulation. So one of the things to me – in the Trapper Mike story. Because I, I might be the biggest Trapper Mike historian because I've literally been watching every day since then. Yes, sir. The thing to me that's crazy was you were always good at the Python stuff, right? And and when I first went out with you, that was your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But as it got bigger and bigger, the competition to be a Python guy and all the people looking for it changed and differed. And two of the biggest moments to me that I was proud of, because I remember, like... When you won the Python Bowl, mm-hmm. which was the Super Bowl was in Miami, yeah, and they were doing this Python Bowl, and I remember being like, if there was betting odds, I would have put a lot of money on it. And that's Wolf been the
1: biggest competition since. That was like the year.
0: Yeah, because it was big. Everyone was talking about it. Yep. kind of got to this fever pitch, and that was cool. Won that ATV. I don't know where it is.
1: Yeah, it's 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 out west at a buddy's place, but yeah.
0: But the biggest thing to me, a moment I'll never forget, and I was actually here that day. I came and saw it in real life. Take me through the 17-footer and that whole thing because Trapper Mike's caught a lot of snakes in his life. Yeah. But there's certain things, and, you know, I was talking about Nick Stanzik and his 757 swordfish. There's certain animals. Like, I caught a great white last year that I'm very proud of. That was sick.
1: That was sick. And there's
0: certain animals, like, man, you have seen a lot of different stuff. And everything's cool. Mm -hmm but there's certain events in animals that change your life. And I feel like that 17-footer was something that when we go back through the Trapper Mike story someday, definitely, it was a polarizing, like just amazing moment. So t- take me through that whole thing of like leading up to it. Had you ever caught anything close to that? Like how did that happen?
1: Yeah, so um, I have. I've caught a, a big snake before. Me um, and Wildman caught one together, a big, a big one. I'm going to cut some other big ones before, but you know, not, not over 17 foot right? and not the weight that she was and not the just fucking fire she had, you know, she was, she was a battle, dude. It was. And that, that's, that's what it's all about for me really is, you know, I like wrestling with these snakes and having a challenge and kind of gives me something more to be proud of kind of thing. So I was out hunting these islands, and this was kind of—I hadn't been hunting these islands very long. No one was really hunting these islands.
0: This is a different area than, like, where you're normally on the roads yeah. or, like, the Honey Highway yeah. or Aerojet. This is a different area. It's, like, mangrove We're out of, out of the truck. We're,
1: we're in a little 14-foot john boat out in the middle of the Everglades checking islands that, you know— people haven't been on for who knows how long if they've ever been on them it's hard to get to them too yeah it can be hard to get to most of the ones i stick closer to the canal i don't push it too but you know the canal stretches way out there right um but so i'm checking these islands and i've been checking them for weeks uh i found a couple big sheds and it was just the right time of year where i knew there was going to be big females coming up on these islands looking to breed
0: which is like summer
1: um, no, it's like kind of like now, right, right about now, Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, right now summer. it's kind of breeding season, nesting season. Um, so I'm out there hunting these islands. It was actually hot as hell that day. Uh, the, the kind of week before was a little bit cooler. It was a little bit better. Um, but I still was down there. So I still said, screw it, go out and all that good stuff. And it was hotter that day. Um, and you know, I'm searching these islands, searching these islands. And I get up on this one island, working my way through the the maiden cane, and I see the tail of an absolute monster. So you it was know? the tail first. The tail first. And, I, you know, I'm out there looking for a big snake. I really am. Like, this was right. my goal, was to find a monster snake. Because really... you
0: found hundreds of pythons, yeah. but there's something different about, like... It is. It's just a different beast at it that time. It was level. like
1: my goal at the time was to catch an absolute record breaker by myself is what i wanted to do and uh you know i'm looking at the back of this snake and i'm like dude this this might be that snake this might be the record breaker this might be you know the snake i'm looking for and you're by yourself by myself and um i start working my way kind of along the snake without spooking it and as i'm you know seeing more and more of the snake i'm like, dude. This is the snake. Yeah, this it's is a thick, monster. It's big,
0: it's everything. Like, huge, and it just big, don't end.
1: It just keeps going. Because like, I
0: think something too that is interesting about the big snakes like that. It's not like equivalent to okay here's a 12 footer and here's a 17 footer and it's just longer yeah. it's like the, it's a whole the different animal. width is different the head is different it's a
1: beast at that it's a whole point. different animal you're on the food chain at that, at that oh animal. yeah you know what i mean so
0: what is that snake eating at that size it's like things heavier than you sometimes
1: deer six foot alligators um you know everything basically right. Um, so, you know, I see the snakes absolutely huge. It's head is kind of in an area where I can't get to it too great. Um, but I want to kind of grab the tail and wrestle with this thing anyway. Right. I've caught big ones before where I just go right for the head and I got the snake, you know, it's a little bit of a battle, but not like what I'm looking for. I want to battle with a 17 footer. Like I battle with like an eight footer. Right. And uh, like, so, this was your
0: moment, basically. This is like, my moment. Like, you're like, dude, yeah, I could do it yeah. a different way, whatever. And yeah. explain, too, because. And it lot- was.
1: I, that whole thought process went through my head where I'm sitting there, like, thinking, because the snake, it, it just lays there. It thinks it's camouflage. It's not scared of anything. Nothing. So, it's just laying there, kind of waiting to see what I'm going to do. And um, I'm like, do I go right for the head? Do I go for the tail? And I, like, I'm, I know I got just set up my GoPro, I got my, my Tacticam shoulder cam on. I'm like, dude, everything's lined up. Fucking, we're grabbing this bitch and we're we're wrestling.
0: Like, this is it. Like, this it, is it. In the in the story of Trapper Mike, you weren't gonna have this be like, oh, I'm gonna grab the head and be done with it. You're yeah. like, this is my showdown I right
1: the now. Battle. You I were the you battle. were born for this moment for sure. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm not contemplating it because it's like, oh, if I grab the tail, this thing might kill me. I'm not thinking like that. I'm more so thinking if I grab the tail, this thing might get the better of me and I might fucking lose it. Right. Like,
0: which is which is gut-wrenching because you may never see that uh, animal like that in
1: your life. I would probably rather die than lose that thing in that moment. Like, I would have... Dude, it would be eating me up to this day. Forever, You know what I mean? So, um... And, and to give you an idea how that can happen, the, these snakes are solid muscle. Uh, this snake turned out to weigh 135 pounds, to give you an idea. Which, solid Severmike muscle. ain't much more than that. Dude, when I caught that snake, I was 135 pounds. So
0: this is the so. same weight class.
1: Yeah, same weight class. Fair fight. Yeah. So they're, it's all intertwined in this grass. and these big snakes are known for when you try to catch them by the tail you can't get the head they'll drag you into in the swamp because there's just no stopping them when they get in those weeds they'll overpower you and you, you can't get the better of them
0: and 135 pounds for anyone that like to, to give you an ex- like how much of that is muscle 134 pounds like it's like it's the whole yeah, thing pretty much muscle. the whole thing
1: is muscle it like really it's, is it's infinitely yeah. stronger
0: than any other type of thing if yeah. you're like a hundred pound dog versus like i mean this snake yeah. is like every movement that it has is a muscle so it's like if you're trying to fight against it it has the better of you by a lot
1: it does it does Um, you know and and it kind of in certain ways, they're weak, but in certain ways, they're their strongest thing. You know, there, there ain't nothing you can do against them. Um, you know, just their body is kind of how it's built. Like, you can uncoil them from the tail easily, but to grab them and pull them off you from the middle, it's, it's impossible.
0: Because that's how it eats, is constricting. Exactly. Like, and, and once it's on something, yeah, it's, it's literally built to never let go.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. It'll crush you and kill you and eat your ass. Yeah. So, um... You know, I'm figuring, okay, screw it. I'm going to go for the tail, and hopefully this thing don't drag me in the swamp, and I don't lose it. Yeah. Grab the tail. It immediately overpowers me. And I'm like, oh, fuck.
0: What, like it whipped out? or?
1: Yeah, it starts... It, like, I grab it, and it starts going towards the water, off the island, through the grass, taking me with it. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. You know? And I knew the only way I wasn't going to lose this thing is if I got this snake to, to start striking at me. To right. turn around and start like, trying to fight with me, basically.
0: Because then at least that's a whole other problem, but at least he's there. Or he's she's there, there. And
1: then I got a shot at its head. You know, right, right now the head's 17 foot that way.
0: Which, and, and also, if it gets to the water, it's toast.
1: Done. I'm done. Because
0: you can't get it. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to, what, swim back no. like and, the, and it's
1: just not, if it was just water, I would have it, but it's water with that sawgrass and it, it, it uses its body to, or its body to wrap in that sawgrass and actually pull you, like leverage, you know? Right. It uses it as uh, leverage. But um, so it's making its way. I dig my heels into the damn limestone and I'm able to just lean back as hard as I fucking can and I, I stop it. It's not moving anywhere. I'm not gaining on it none. I'm not bringing it out of the swamp, but it's not taking me into the swamp.
0: And that was how long since you first grabbed it? Like thirty seconds, twenty seconds? Yeah, I mean seconds? it's happening
1: quick, you know. So, but it, at that it point, seems like an eternity now. I'm looking back on it, but no, I'm you know it was happening super quick. But at I'm that sure. point,
0: you're like, okay, like I might be able to like stop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, okay, we're good now. And right as we we come to that standstill, that kind of tug of war, yeah. Here she comes. Oh, that yeah, which, to be a moment. Which, you know, that's what I want. But it's like, oh shit, here she comes. Because you, know?
0: you wanted it. Because at first the fear yeah. is I don't want it to get away. But as soon as that fear is gone... I'm sure the next chapter starts really quick where you're like, oh yeah, shit. Fuck. Like, yeah, what don't do get do? bit
1: by this fucking thing. Yeah. And it is. People always ask me if like, I got bit by on purpose and stuff like that. And what kind of person? Hell no, I did not. Hold on. Let me just say for <laughs> anyone that says that. I've been bit I by always by look pythons. at people like, what? No, no, I did Dude, not. Dude, you've
0: seen me. I've been bit by pythons a lot of times, yeah. sometimes on purpose. Like, that's not as tough as, but I've been bit a lot of times by smaller ones. If anyone on this planet it is, would, suggest, would suggest would yeah. suggest that a seventeen foot snake, dude, you got to be yeah. huffing paint or something. That's crazy, <laughs> you dude. Have the
1: Biggest balls. You on the wouldn't land. even want to be in the same
0: fucking football field as this thing. Yeah. It will light you up. It is terrifying. I saw it dead, and I was scared of it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, they're huge. Dude. Huge. I mean, it's the heads than, heads as big. You know? Its
0: head is as big as your head. Only yeah. it has fangs like this. It looks like the Alien vs Predator movie. Yeah. It's insane. And so, just me
1: being out there by myself. I mean, it, it biting me, and if it wrapped me, dude, I'm I'm
0: game. I'm over. playing
1: with it, you know, I'm playing with death. Yeah. So um, no, I'm not. I, I didn't let it bite me by any means. Um, but so you know. I got it to turn around, and it starts striking at me, which is kind of what I was going for. And these big snakes, dude, they're slow. These big girls, they're slow, and they gas out quick. So her strikes, I'm, I'm dodging them. I'm just moving out of the way, basically letting her tire herself out. Right. So after, like, the fourth strike, I dodge. She strikes, and, you know, I'm expecting her to recoil and then try to strike again. But instead of recoiling, she strikes goes back, and then comes at me again. Like, she don't even recoil a quarter of the way. I mean, it's like barely a recoil, and then hit me. And I wasn't expecting it. She totally, she got me, you know?
0: That's the famous line. Because there's a video,
1: I'll put the video, we'll link it or something, but that's the famous line. She Mm, got me, She got me, That was bad. And, uh, you know... And that's just it. They don't need that full launch to actually get you. Their teeth are so freaking sharp, dude. You just barely touch them and you're bleeding. Because they're like hooks. They're hooks, but they're they're just as fine needle points as right. it gets. And, you know, they get fatter. They're pretty pretty good-sized teeth.
0: And the way that the teeth are built in the mouth, it's They're to, recurved,
1: yeah, like a, to, like a fish hook Exactly, almost. so yeah.
0: that if they grab on it, like the whole point of it, once they get their body around like a hog, then it's gonna constrict it, but it first needs to latch onto it. Yep. So that's why, like when it bites, Trapper Mike, it's like, dude, it's the second it gets a little bit of like hook into it, f- sinks them,
1: and it's just. But that's where I everything. got lucky. That's where I got insanely lucky, man. Right. Um. That snake bit, and it was definitely a defensive strike. But even defensive strike, they'll try to wrap your ass. But it it struck and it it hit me, and I think because it, it wasn't that full recoil. It didn't have like the full strength to maybe wrap me. I don't know what, but dude, it bit and I, I don't know if it came off right away or what, but I grabbed its head, and it didn't didn't try to roll me, didn't try to latch on me like a lot of them will. Uh, it was just a quick bite, and that gave me the chance to to grab it right by the head, which was it boom, which was it. So as soon as it bit me, dude, I had it. You know that snake was mine at that point. I just got to, but not, now you're not now you're leaking out or bleed out. You know what I mean? Because I was. It got. It didn't get an artery, but it got two main veins coming off of my artery.
0: So, for, for people that haven't seen the video yet, you're sp- like spurting blood at that's this literally,
1: point. Literally, yeah. When it bit me, like literally, you can't really see on the video, but it, it was sprayed like four feet, three feet. It so, was pretty crazy.
0: So, if you get, if you're bleeding in a normal sense, right? And, and you're at home and you cut yourself cooking, that's bad and you got to attend to it. Now picture you have a seventeen foot snake. Not only in your, your hands,
1: pounding a mile a minute,
0: but not only yeah, you're pumping blood. Oh, but yeah. not only in your hands, you can't let go of it, or it may kill yeah, you. Yeah,
1: so that's there's like
0: three elements. Number one, you're trying to not let it wrap you yeah. and like go crazy. You're trying to hold it. It's one hundred thirty five pounds, and you also, if you let go of the head, it may legitimately kill you.
1: Yeah, you definitely. So you're don't in let some shit that at that point. Yeah, for sure. But you know, like I said, at that point when I did have the head, it's like, okay, I I got her. She she fucked me up pretty good. Um, I mean, my arm instantly is like swollen goose egg on it, you know, because oh, yeah. they do they they their teeth. There's so many of them, it just traumatizes your muscle. Yeah, my, my whole arm was black and blue for like two weeks. Oof. But um, so it bit me. I got it, and um, I'm bleeding all over the place. Uh, the first th- thought that goes through my mind when I see all this blood spraying and I got this thing, I'm like, fuck, this video is going viral. Oh yeah. For sure.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well you got to live to see it. I just got
1: to live to upload it, son. Yeah.
0: Did you ever think of putting the snake, like you couldn't really find a better tourniquet than a Python. Did you ever <laughs> think about that? Like wrap it and like, wrap tie it, like, it together <laughs> and then your arms good at that point.
1: My, my, you know, I wasn't worried about bleeding out. Um, I didn't, i didn't really you know it was crossed my mind for sure but my worry was more so blacking out dude i'm exerting exerting just just from blood loss and heat and and exerting myself um dude halfway through wrestling that thing after bimmy i could feel myself getting lightheaded really oh yeah dude 90 degrees out i just lost you know i don't know how much blood a lot of adrenaline dump
0: too had to be adrenaline
1: dump my heart's been pounding you know um everything and i'm exerting and that was the main thing especially when it bit me it was like all right you know stay cool like don't don't fight too hard with it because every time i'm like squeezing do blood just spraying so you know it's like really just trying to ease myself and um not black out
0: and it's interesting too because i think there's no way you could have prepared for this specific situation but the amount of time this is why like when i talk about i have an immense respect for a lot of people like, like Manny and people like you, but the thing that I would say if people at home are listening to this or watch this or they watch your videos, of course everyone sees it and it's like I want to do that. Even me myself, like I've had to kind of earn my stripes where it's like the first time we went out, okay, I'm getting my feet wet, I'm catching pythons. I've done it a ton of times and I still know where I stand as far as like when you're in this situation, the same way they say when you're in a boxing fight, everyone has a plan until you get punched yeah, in the mouth. Oh yeah. I could train in a gym every day in no jabs and nowhere to keep my hands, but it's so different when you get smoked in the face, your head's ringing, and there's people watching. Yep. The reason why Mike like even had a chance in this situation is because you've caught hundreds and hundreds—I mean, of pythons, but thousands of snakes. I think the fine line of being able to keep your cool in that situation. I don't think people realize the decades that go into it. Where yeah, it's like sure. in that moment, it's so crazy how many things could have gone sideways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like if you didn't have years of like ten footer, thirteen footer, eight footer repetitions, man, you might have passed out because it's like that's the yeah. only way that someone like Mike is like, dude. It's I just think it's fascinating. The same way when you see someone like win the Stanley Cup or like you know. Like I have a number one album. It's like the amount of things that go into that moment. It's a lot more
1: than what people see, for sure. Right,
0: and it's crazy it because is. someone might hear this and be like, "Wow, how lucky!" It's like, dude, that mental ability to stay calm.
1: It's also easy, like you know, everyone wants to do it, like you said, until you get like punched in the face. And and dude, I've seen it where people they're gung ho on it, and then they get even just bit by a smaller one or whatever, yeah. and they're just, all right, I'm done now. Yeah, like, that I'm done. I don't want to catch it anymore.
0: When you're <laughs> when when you're saying, oh, every time I'd move, it's spurting. I don't know a lot of people, like, I've cut myself with stuff. I've been bit by, like, a little shark one time, different things where, you're, where your hand is bleeding. Yeah. Once it starts going and you're out in it, you're by yourself, you yeah. can't call someone, Mom, like, you know, I'm trapping no, Mike, I've just got bit by a snake. Yeah. Dude, you got to fend for yourself at that point. So how did you, like, what was your, you're just like, okay, this is, this is crazy, this is everything I hoped for. Yeah. And now you're just trying to get it back to the truck
1: yeah so you know i caught the snake i got it pretty much wore out subdued you know i'm able to grab my snake bag that the snake is not going to fit in and right use that to kind of tie my arm off so it quits spurting a little bit while i'm moving and uh now i got to drag her back to the boat where i got my gun to kill her and people are always like why don't you take your gun with you well of snakes, I mean, even this snake, if I had a gun, I wasn't going to shoot it. You know what I mean? I want to catch these things for many reasons. Um, You can lose snakes easily by trying to shoot them. I mean, there's state contractors that have admitted to me, I won't name them, um, that have come across big snakes they didn't feel comfortable catching, went to get their pistol to try to shoot it in the head, shot it, and it got away.
0: Yeah, so that's one thing I was going to ask you earlier because I know a lot of people that the first question they say to you is they think you're trying to be like a hero or some sort of thing by doing it by hand. That was one of my first questions when we went out. Mm -hmm. And Mike was like, dude, even if you shoot the snake in the head, these are prehistoric creatures that like—
1: They're very resilient.
0: You could shoot them straight in the head. And just
1: nerves will take it out in the swamp. Gone. You know, you might not find it. And it may not die. It may die and
0: just be wasted— Like, you know, rotting out there. So that's one thing when people ask. And also, it's not the best way to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, it's more humane to first uh, gain control of the snake, wear it out a little bit so you can get a good, clean shot at the brain. Um, and then, too, you know, if you do not get a good shot, you're damaging the skin, which is how I make my money from them. Right. And for someone like me and almost everyone that hunts these snakes, half the reason we do it is, dude, we love snakes. Right. You know, we want to interact with these things. We want to catch them that that's half the the payment for us is is just getting able to do that right so you know we, we work very hard to find these things we don't want to just walk up and blow their head off and be done with it and it's um, it's it's a one i mean it, it, they're they're beautiful impressive creatures like
0: once in a lifetime yep. animal like this snake and i saw it when it was dead it's like it, it literally looks like out of a movie special effects thing. Like you would never cool. believe that an animal like this. It's surreal this.
1: seeing it in Florida. Yeah. You know, it is. And
0: it's surreal seeing it anywhere. It's yeah. seventeen 17-footer yeah. it anywhere is. in the world. Oh,
1: especially 17. Yeah. How old do you think a snake like that is? It's hard to say. Um, 10 to 20 years old, probably.
0: So they're born at what? Like a, uh, 12 inches, 18 inches? Or?
1: Yeah, they're born like 18 inches. And, that, and then in that first year, they can be 4 to 6 foot, depending on how they eat.
0: So, so sorry, I means I have other python questions, but so you're, you're going to get it back. You get the snake back, tie up your arm. To,
1: to go back to catching these, these snakes by hand and, yeah. and just that, that's, it'd be almost be a shame just to walk up and shoot them. Yeah. I've had, I can't tell you how many clients on guided hunts tell me, oh no, I'm not catching it. I just want to shoot it. I just want to shoot one. I'm going to blow its head off. I'm going to chop its head off. Whatever. Dude. By the end of the night when they get hanging out with me and we finally get one, that gun or whatever don't even cross their mind. They're like right. they usually want me to pick it up first. Mm-hmm. And then they wanna hold it. And then they wanna maybe try to catch it, you know. Right. Put it on the ground and try to catch it. Dude, by the end of the night, they don't even want to kill it. Like they don't give a oh. crap about killing it.
0: When I first saw when I first saw the the first Python in real life, I was like, dude, I just wanna like like hang out with this thing forever. I want <laughs> yeah, to take cool. it home. It is. And I got to say, too, one thing that you said about, like, oh, you know, the difference, like, when you first are in real life with it. I remember the first one that I was going to catch, and we're out in the swamp. The video's crazy. It's So I'll never forget this moment. You know how certain things are just burned in your brain? And, I, you know, I've done a lot of shit in my life catching sharks. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I'm, like, fairly well-versed in that. And I was, yeah, I'll do it, man. I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever. And I walk out in the first time And he's like Here it is And it was cool Even when I saw it It's a very And this one was like Eight or nine feet It's a very Not scary But I mean a lot of people be Would be intimidating. terrified Intimidating Like yeah. It's big It's thick And, and you're and just then, not
1: too sure How to go about it Most people you know when I, just... when
0: I walk up on a shark Right I know where Okay the shark's head Is like this pretty bad But if you're behind him Or you're right behind his head You're normally pretty good The thing about a snake, and especially a big snake that has that kind of distance of striking, you have no idea (laughs) what direction it's going to go. And it's also, will be staring like this for five minutes and then immediately like this. And it doesn't matter how long it was looking that Mm -hmm. way. You are toast. And I'll never forget, the snake was right here. I remember when I was walking up on it. And when it turned its head and it starts hissing, Mm -hmm. I have a video of it there's a certain respect and kind of fear like it's fear in a healthy way yeah and this was like an eight nine footer so it's like when people say oh i'd shoot it i do this Dude, when that thing turns and you're looking at it, you couldn't even <laughs> get a good shot. It's
1: scary. Yeah, yeah, they move quick, and it is. It's hard to hit that that little head. Oh, it's
0: moving, and they're like little robots, yeah. like
1: the way it and moves. And if you get like, close enough to just blast it, that thing's probably going to jet. Oh yeah. So, or know, he's like, going to try to
0: strike you, and then you're going to be fumbling a gun when there's like.
1: <laughs> I always tell people, once I get my hands on it, it's not going anywhere, and I've never lost this python. Right. And people that try to shoot them. Most of them can't say the same thing.
0: And I had one time I lost a python and Trevor Mike jumped off the levee into the water and grabbed it. You remember that? Hell yeah, That was crazy. So anyways, you're so you go back, you're trying to get it to the boat to euthanize it
1: at that point. Yep. So dragging it back to the boat, these big snakes, um, you know, like I said, they gas out quick. She, she fought for me for a good 10 minutes, I would say, which is a while that's, for these snakes. That's an eternity. Yeah. yeah that's a while for these snakes. Um, drag her back to the boat. Which was a challenge in itself. One hundred thirty-five pounds of just dead weight, and, and it, ain't, um, it ain't a
0: dumbbell. This thing is yeah, wiggling. And she's and
1: fighting me a little bit on the way. Not yeah. not a whole bunch, but she is. You know, I can't let go of her by any means. Get her to the boat, and I'm wore the hell out. Where I just I got this big old this big old tote. I throw her in it. And I lay on it, and you'll see in the video, I'm like, you know, I don't shoot her yet just because I needed a minute to catch my breath. And, yeah. you know, that's where it's like, thank you, Lord. You know, I, I know we're we're good now. It's in the boat. And it's in the boat. I'm not bleeding. We're good, you know.
0: that That's one of those moments. Captain
1: Mike's coming home. Yeah, that's like – the
0: first time, you probably took a breath through that whole yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. A big, big relief, and it's like, fucking, it, we got it, dude. It, like, this is it, you know? And that's a lifetime snake. So you yeah, knew, you knew yeah.
0: right away the gravity of, or did you, you hadn't measured no, it yet.
1: No, I hadn't measured it yet, but I knew. I knew from the video and everything I just got that that this was going to be, like, this was going to be big, for yeah, sure. life-changing. Um, And I knew that she was a good con- contender for a record. Right. <clears throat> so, um... You know, took my little breather, and then now i got to basically catch her again. Uh, right. Open it up real quick. Of course, she's still tired as hell. I open it up real quick, snatch her up. She fought a little bit, get her over on the side of the boat, shoot her in the head with that suppressed uh, gun we were talking about earlier. Which,
0: which had to be somewhat better sweet.
1: Yeah, it was, man. It really was. Uh Fuck, dude, if the state would let me keep that thing as, like, a pet. Man. Imagine having that enclosure. Use it for education. Be a damn zoo here, having that thing more of the a zoo than it already is. That would be cool. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, I had to kill it, but, you know, uh, make make the best use of it. Uh, Right, the the skin uh, tan, which I'm actually supposed to be getting back from the tannery soon. I haven't gotten it back still. That's so cool. Um, That's gonna be cool. Use that for education. And then the the head, which I think you've seen. Oh yeah, the freeze dried head. Insane. Um, in the action of like it's it's biting me, like
0: literally a dinosaur head.
1: Relive that moment. Legitimately,
0: that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: Yeah, she's. uh, And I would say, that's probably the only freeze-dried 17-foot python head maybe in the world
0: and that snake i remember i mean it was national news it was everything and and people's kind of like reaction to that snake i think was for me as just a fan of snakes and a fan of wildlife that was a cool moment the way that people really like respected and kind of um like it it really got the hype that it deserved
1: Uh, uh, for sure and dude it's still i mean hell tucker carlson had me on last year for it you know and that was a year or two after it happened so uh that's
0: that's the kind of animal that it doesn't have an expiration date like yeah like trapper mike now that we got baby clementine trapper mike will be 80 years old grandpa someday talking about that snake i mean it literally is a lifetime animal
1: yeah and And it did it it turned out to be um uh, a record for the program which it was Broke in there, maybe a couple months after, by like a group of four people. Yeah, they caught uh, which is now the the record, eighteen foot nine inches or something crazy. <sighs> that's crazy. But it was only a hundred pounds, so it's still the heaviest. And it, and it was took four people. So, Trapper, and I got M- a, Trapper Mike still got a record of his own. You know? Oh,
0: he still got. And Trapper Mike ain't done either. We that's might it, have. That's it. That's you it. never know. And I remember, so I was filming that day in Jupiter, and we came out afterwards. Yep. And we came to the ranch and I remember because I had to come see this thing and I called Mike because you know what? I think Allie or someone no, because Allie works near there something and I we didn't get back to the boat in time to get this memory card Because we had filmed. something yeah, that's before. right. That's so I had right. to come out. And I'm like, dude I'm like, I gotta come see this yeah. snake. He's like, come on out. And I remember He still had the blood on his pants. I have Covered a picture. I'm gonna put it in the podcast It's me and Mike with the bloody pants And he was like, you want to see this thing? We go back to the cooler. Dude, oh, my God. Like, I could barely lift it up. It's a monster. And it was dead, barely lifted up. Imagine it finding you. And, man, just to be able to, like, I feel like, to me, that was a cool moment. Even for me, just to see it dead, like, um, that snake, man,
1: I don't know. Dude, not many people can say they've even seen one dead like that. Dude, it was... uh... And it wasn't snake. even
0: just the head. The body was so big, and Huge. it was just crazy, man. Like, Huge. I don't know. There's some animals that just have that mystique about them, you know, like yeah. a, a big python like that. Because the other thing, too, is, A, yeah, there's, they're a problem, and, and, you know, they are growing. But for for one to even get that big, it takes a long time. So they haven't even been in Florida that long to really have – it's a like lot a of original
1: breeder, you know. Right. That's why I would say about like those big, huge orange ones. Yeah. Like the six footers, they're you know original breeders. It takes them over ten years to get that big, so you know.
0: It's just crazy, man. The the things that that snake has seen, the amount of fucking animals that thing has eaten to yep. get a hundred and thirty five pounds, is. gators, deer. Yep. It's just wild, man. And that's one of those things that, like, man you could go your whole life there's people that hunt those things every single day that never see that you know yeah yeah that snake is the crown jewel to me as far i mean you've got a lot of cool stuff pythons but just to to sum it up as well when it comes to the python situation they were and i know we're working backwards here but for anyone that was like oh that was cool and wants to know more so they were somewhat not a problem until the 80s 90s 2000s and then all of a sudden whether it was hurricane andrew or people releasing them they hit that critical mass
1: yeah i think you know they between you know people always say hurricane andrew with a breeding facility but there's never really been a a facility named um i think more so it, it is just um people releasing pets pets escaping and uh maybe some of these reptile breeders that used to get um imports i mean they would get you know, hundreds of Burmese pythons. I've even heard thousands shipments in, like, a week. Um, I don't think they're real responsible with a lot of them. I think a lot of them got loose and um, maybe even set loose on Especially purpose. Especially
0: back then, too, because before it was a problem. I'm not excusing it, but they might not have even... Like, we may have not even really been, Yeah, like,
1: they didn't realize the gravity of it, for like sure. Like, now,
0: if you set it loose, you're, like, very aware of what's yeah. going on. Back then, they might be like, oh, whatever. And then, next thing you know, it's like... Mm-hmm.
1: But that's it, you know, it takes a while for these animals to build up a population where then they have a breeding population to then produce a population. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Like if you just set them loose in the woods, two of them in the Everglades, they never it doesn't find yeah, each other. it.
1: It takes it takes a lot to be released. That that's why I almost wanna say that the Burmese python may have been intentional. Someone may have really? released a bunch of them intentionally, a breeder or something um in hopes that they could farm them rather than getting them imported interesting uh, i don't think it really if that you know it obviously didn't work out the way they would have <laughs> hoped um but you know that's all just speculation so
0: people do that with chameleons and stuff i know oh, we've yeah. heard people will leave Absolutely. a certain tree they'll be farming them there
1: and the iguana problem was because of a lot of those um importers they would get crates of them in they lose thirty of them out of the crate, little baby hatchlings, and not a big deal. And that's why we got iguanas all over Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and South Florida now.
0: So that is like amongst everything that you do. I in my when I pitch Trapper Mike, when I'm telling people, you are what would you say an invasive species specialist amongst everything else? I mean, yeah. you do a lot I'm of a, stuff, but
1: a, a professional hunter and conservationist uh, aiming more towards invasive species.
0: So and man, I I might. I got to work on my uh, my order of events interviewing wise, but people would, would say, okay, why are you doing this? It's because they're then taking out all this native wildlife and stuff mm. that has been here for thousands of years, and all of a sudden humans come in and drop 50 of these things and then 50 more, and then all of a sudden stuff that's been here forever is getting pushed out. So that's part of your mission. It to- is.
1: So we Our, our native um, small fur-bearing game in the Everglades uh, – actually has been wiped out 90 to 99 percent the state um is their statistics and they um, attribute that directly towards pythons i would say it's a combination of pythons a little bit of our water management problems and uh, maybe a few other things but pythons definitely are i would say the main culprit and it just goes to show that you know where they are they're going to wipe everything out um i've seen it with just what they eat i've i've rescued three alligators from pythons, where right. there's a python wrapped around actively killing to eat an alligator, and I've had to separate the two, and I've gotten countless alligators inside of them, and it goes to show that they've eaten the mammals, now they're turning more towards alligators and uh, wading birds when they can get them as well.
0: I can't imagine digesting an alligator.
1: Yeah, no Imagine
0: kidding. that when you go, when you wake up in the morning and you have some coffee and you get <laughs> an alligator coming out you, dude. That sucks. But also... Yeah. The the thing is too, if people don't understand, if you're like a a rabbit or a squirrel, they have no idea. Like no you're idea. just you've been there for millions of years, whatever. And all of a sudden, there's this snake that you have no concept of defense against. They and don't even you see know,
1: them. They're, the snakes are like invisible to right. Them. Um, and even if they see them, they don't really register them because they're just so large. I've seen it while taking some kids out during a youth python hunt. Um, we sat there. I seen a I seen a snake. And then there was actually a marsh rabbit, which is insanely rare to see out there. Yeah. But we were right on the edge of uh, um, the Redlands. Which oh, is. yeah, I know where that is. We've so been there, yeah. there's all kind of livestock and wildlife out there. It's just outside the Everglades. But, you know, so there's stray cats and all kind of stuff right along there we see. So this marsh rabbit's hopping, hopping right towards the python. I mean, the python's just stretched out in, you know, grass like this. You know, it's not. It's yeah. on the side of the levee. And, uh, dude, if I didn't get down there and shoo that rabbit away and catch that snake, it would have hopped right towards that damn snake, and it would have been smoked.
0: Because they're just, their hardware, it's just like it doesn't even register, those snakes.
1: They're thinking about hawks and and stuff like that. Because for
0: millions of years, that's all they had to worry about. And then within a 20-year period, there's no way for biology to catch up in that amount of time. So that's why.
1: And it is. It's just been a buffet for these snakes, and now they're spreading north you know spreading right. more and yeah more north. i saw
0: that map today yeah. that you were talking about it's fascinating and it's an it's a constantly changing thing too that's one thing that i think is interesting when even since i've known you there's been changes and just like different stuff gets higher lower different oh, yeah, things the turn. hogs the panthers have been changing because the panthers been eating some of the hogs it's, it's crazy
1: panthers been getting a little out of control yep there's a lot more than than what uh it's Our wild. numbers say, I believe.
0: And also, one last thing, because the memory card's almost full. We gotta we get to tone it down. Trapper Mike's <laughs> been, this is a lot of time. This guy's always on the go, so I appreciate it all the
1: time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: But one last, we got to make it a quick story, but the African Rock Python's one of my favorite things. That was right yeah, when we met. One. You still had it in the cooler.
1: Okay, the yeah. That thing was crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it was in a neighborhood. Yep. And that's different than a Burmese python.
1: Yeah, so um, there's maybe been like four other people that have ever caught one in the state of Florida. I want to say you know Crazy. It's, it's there haven't been a mu- a bunch of them caught, but there there's definitely a breeding population of them we know about, and um, you know they're they're an issue because they get just as big as the Burmese python, but they're known to be a little bit more aggressive. Right, and I definitely seen that when when I caught mine. Um, So I got uh, a few different calls and reports from some concerned citizens in a community in Miami. And um, it was going around on their Ring Doorbell app between all of them, I guess. And a couple of them seen this large constrictor, this large snake. Which it was large. It was large. 13 foot it turned out to be. So they were seeing this large snake right on the inside of, of a community. And normally, you know, I get calls about stuff, and it's kind of sometimes turns out to be people just overreacting right. and whatnot.
0: It's a, it's a rat snake,
1: and you yeah. show up, yeah. You know, but so I started doing my research on the area, and it turns out five years prior, there was a family Siberian husky that Damn. was— Strangled and killed.
0: I didn't know it was a husky back then because I oh, had yeah. husky. Now this this story hits a little Re- different.
1: Really hit. Could have been makeup, <laughs> and um, killed it. A North African rock python. It, it made the news. That's how I was able to dig up the report and the address for that was literally like the address that I was given to where it was. There was a sighting. That's crazy. So that snake was killed. It's not that snake. I know it's not that snake. But to me, it's like, hmm, you know. Another large constrictor right where they found this, this, you know, uh, exotic, not common, not popular species makes me think maybe there's a breeding population there on the map. There's like this 10 acre wooded lot right next to the community. Yeah. Um, I'm like, let me go over there and see what the deal is. I was already down there, Python hunting. So at night I would Python hunt and during the mornings were a little bit cooler Um, so I was thinking, Hey, if this is an African snake, right. It's going to really want that hot sun. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go there in the mornings and it's going to be out in my mind. I'm like probably later morning for that real hot sun around 11. Right. I was there every morning, like 7am to noon, uh, with binocular scanning on the second day. And it's funny because it played out in my mind, or it played out exactly how it played out in my mind. Right. Is, you know, I was thinking I'm going to be looking in my binoculars and there's going to be something that wasn't there before and it's going to be the snake. Yeah. Sure as shit, I'm scanning my binoculars and I see this like dark mass and I'm like, I don't remember that being there. I'm like, well, let me go check it out. I walk up there and as I'm getting closer, I can see it's... It's my rock python. Oh, yeah. And, dude, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I knew this is, like, a big moment. Like, I need to grab this thing. This is, like, the Early. 17-footer before, right, you know, right. this is that moment kind but of for me. But that's,
0: like, honestly, I, I never put that together, but this probably was a good prep for that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. This was, like, your sure. first
0: foray and oh yeah. this is the moment you know so what I mean?
1: you know i'm stoked i'm like holy shit it's a, it's a rock python like this i've never caught a rock python i've never heard of one being caught like this is fucking crazy yeah. um as i get closer to the snake to try to catch it dude it just starts lunging at me like, I'm within 10, 15 feet of this thing, and it's coming at me to bite me.
0: There's a video of this. There's a
1: video of this, yeah. Which, got, I
0: got to be real with you, this was one of the first moments. I always, like, love Trapper Mike, but when you showed me this, this was the first day that we ever met. He had it in the cooler. And when this guy showed me the video of him catching it while <laughs> holding the camera, that I think that was one of my first things where I'm like, what the hell is <laughs> this guy is different? Like, I knew right then that you had something Maybe a little screwed up, but Maybe in a, a good bit. way.
1: Maybe a little bit. But
0: I was like, damn, because he's he's holding it with one hand and catching it with the other, which is crazy.
1: Well, dude, I knew. I was like, I got to document this. Yeah. I'm like, this is kind of back before I was like real into Instagram. I was kind of just starting it, just starting to yes. show everything. It's
0: so when you had like 2,000 followers. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff I like wasn't recording and showing, but I was like, dude, I got to document this. This is crazy. So... um I'm able to get a hold of this thing, you know, it's fighting with me, biting with me. Uh, I get it by the head. It's kind of awkward because I'm filming at the same time. You can hear in the video where it starts to, like, wrap around my neck and my yeah. mouth. Yeah, And uh, what a lot of people don't know about that is this snake fought with me so hard that it prolapsed its anus. Like, <laughs> it had a, a grapefruit hanging out of its ass, Okay just tissue disgusting right
0: Trevor mike knows a thing or two about that you know? <laughs>
1: god <laughs> lord son so when you hear me like my lips being like oh it's getting around my neck it's rubbing that prolapsed beehole all over my face and lips y'all rank i gotta
0: tell you rank. out of all things that can happen to you a yeah. snake rubbing its prolapsed beehole on your it's face. Pretty, pretty foul. That's pretty low on the list of things <laughs> that you want to have happen when you wake up in the morning.
1: Yeah, you usually but, don't pre- prepare for something. That's like what that. we call a less than ideal. But it, you know these snakes. When you catch them, they they expel everything. They musk. They piss. They shit. Yeah, and it, it can be a little nasty. So be be prepared if you go out snake catching. The
0: Swamp? What do we call it? The swamp perfume, or what do you call it the first <laughs> yeah,
1: time? I remember. Yeah, that. It smells it smells like money to me. It, it does. It yeah, does. I remember.
0: Okay, so you had the swamp so the pro I'm, labs b hole on you. That's bad.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm fighting with this thing. I'm kind of like on the ground with it a little bit, and um, as all this is going on, there's two people on the hood of their their car smoking a joint. You know, Trevor Mike. I don't yeah, know if we put you know. this on
0: camera, but he's not. He's not against. I'm not against, against it. <laughs> he's not okay. Against it. I'll
1: just put it like that. I'm he wasn't calling it. the cops. I wasn't when he saw calling that. the cops. On we'll them. just say that. Um, if I wasn't preoccupied, I might have gone over there. But he
0: might have still gone <laughs> over there. Mid, mid, if he didn't have prolapsed anus on his <laughs> yeah. face, he might have gone over. There.
1: So I'm fighting with this thing. They're over there having a good old time. I come up with this damn alien, essentially oh, this yeah. big old 13 foot snake. Wrapped around me, prolapsed anus, squirting piss and shit everywhere. (laughs) Dude, I noticed these two people on their car, they're smoking the joint. They didn't come over to see if I was all right. They got in their car, (laughs) fucking gone, son. They probably thought they had some bad weed or something, you know.
0: Dude, I mean, they probably thought, like, when you were out there in the middle of nowhere and you don't know (laughs) what's going on, they're like, we got to just leave.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. I had old ladies coming up in cars with their grandkids, like, don't get out of the car, you know. That was crazy. Um, it was pretty, yeah. Middle of the neighborhood, it was a, it was a spectacle. But what was really kind of stuck out in my mind again uh, about the whole thing is, you know, I'm big on like, I'm not going to go around saying like, hide your kids. These snakes, these hogs are going to kill you. You know, right? I like, I try to be realistic about it. You know what yeah. I mean? For the most part, you leave them alone, they're going to leave you alone. There was kids playing basketball about 50 yards away from me on basketball court. If that basketball rolled over there by this snake and they went over here to come and grab it do that snake would have attacked them they probably wouldn't have seen it and it probably could have killed one of them kids right um it really that day it kind of opened my mind up to like damn you know in a certain situation it, this is they're very dangerous especially you
0: know? t- 12 13 feet once you get yeah. up that range it's like it may not be First of all, he's not saying, oh, it would have been hunting them, which may be a toddler. You never know. But
1: Yeah, no. It, it, it's not going to see them as a prey item necessarily. But just like when I came by, that thing was in straight attack mode, whether yeah. it's defensive or not. Um, and it, it would have easily overpowered a kid. And yeah. they wouldn't know what to do. And it probably wouldn't have eaten them or anything. But that don't matter. It still it'd kill them. Also, the amount of time it takes for that
0: thing to constrict something, yeah. enough to kill it. like Or... Mess you up bad Like even the gators That you found Wrapped up in them That you saved That oh, gator yeah. Didn't you tell me He was like,
1: like Oh it, like, yeah I gotta kick them Into the water Because they're half unconscious Because they're
0: because it's like yeah. Just the crushing power Like I think that's An interesting thing too Because I was out In California For a long time recently And they have Venomous snakes And that's We have some here But this That's a very different danger Right Like yeah. it's like Okay one nick of a bite Like I was With these rattlesnakes oh, Out yeah, there yeah, That's sure. different This is a Very gruesome death where it's like I mean they are literally crushing your (laughs) skeleton it's a it's a wild animal
1: oh yeah for sure crazy but
0: so I don't know I I want to wrap it up we gotta we're gonna have to just do another one because I got more questions for Trapper Mike but it's been a long podcast so far and I appreciate your time absolutely absolutely but I gotta say (laughs) we'll be back for part two we'll be back we gotta do a lot of them but all I'm gonna say is this thank you for your time today Thank you for over the years, all the times, yeah. and I gotta say too, I've done a lot of crazy things with crazy people. Trevor Mike is the top of my list always. <laughs> we never don't have something fun happen.
1: Always, that's it. Like like to keep it exciting.
0: There's very few people that I would like that I put on that level of like guaranteed. Like I would I would recommend you in any situation because you always deliver the goods, and I appreciate that. So I appreciate that if you've watched this podcast, listened to it, I gotta say. If I didn't already suck the sky off enough, I just got to say, Trapper <laughs> Mike's the real deal. Python Cowboy, come go on a hunt with them. So you got the guided hunts. Yeah, People yeah. can come get involved in person.
1: Yeah, yeah. People can come out. Uh, guaranteed to show you a great time. Uh, probably a little something different than you're used to. Uh, email Hunts at gmail.com. And uh, you'll speak in with my assistant, Jenny. She'll set you all up. And then, uh, yeah, check out the YouTube, Python Cowboy. Check out the Instagram, same and thing. And if
0: you want to get Allie involved with the dogs, too. Yeah, Allie does, Allie does dog
1: training, general, uh, general obedience, and, and hunting as well. Um, We're trying to gear more towards the general obedience now. It's just a little easier for her and honestly pays a little better. Yeah. Um, And uh, if you guys want any leather products or anything like that, you know, I I have wallets, bracelets, purses, 1911 pistol grips, everything made from all the stuff I catch, gators, iguanas, pythons.
0: And it's cool looking, too. It's It's beautiful.
1: It's badass stuff. It'll last a very, very long time. It's all handmade with, like, the highest quality stuff you can imagine. Uh, email Hunts at gmail.com if you want to ask about that.
0: So there we are. And, and we're going to wrap it up here from Indian Town on one of the most beautiful days you could imagine. A little cold for Trapper Mike. A little as chilly
1: a, for me, but.
0: As a Florida boy, he, he didn't like the cold. But I don't know. I appreciate it, Mike. And uh, I, got, I, I never know how to end it. That's the thing. <laughs> I need to figure out an ending, dude. We got to come up with something, but. That's the Juggernaut Podcast with with Python Cowboy.
1: Hell yeah.